Howdy, folks. I'm Ben Sholock, co-host of I Learn Nothing and Tenured Lunch Lady at Princeton University, here with a brief message from our intrepid sponsor, Kurgi Slippers. Friends, as you know, these have been trying times, and we're not out of the woods yet. But while we're in these woods, we might as well be comfortable. That's why Kurgi's makes the best slippers known to mankind. Lovingly handcrafted out of felt wool by an all-female art collective in Kyrgyzstan using a process that's thousands of years old. These slippers are so comfy, they will literally melt your feet away, and you won't even care. Also, if you buy using our promo code ILK at checkout, you'll get 15% off your purchase, and you can use that as many times as you want. How about that? So go to Kyrgyz.com. K... Y-R-G-I-E-S dot com and treat your feet to something sweet today. And again, use our promo code I-L-K at checkout to get 15% off your order. Tell them Ben sent you. Now let's start the show. International. did it we made it we're here um folks we did it we're back but of course what is the point i don't know uh <laughs> i've never been able uh, to tell we, there's no way to tell what the point is what is the point why are you listening to this yeah what do you get out of this <laughs> i don't yeah what... i don't know i mean like i hope i hope it's something um because uh what, what we're going to be talking about today is going to be kind of it's going to be kind of heavy i think okay great <laughs> well who are you, who are you ben and what is this uh my name is benjamin c Sherlock. i am uh the pro head provost of who gives a shit whoa at fuck you university <laughs> Um and this FYU is ep- yeah FYU and this is episode one hundred and thirty six of I learned nothing a philosophy podcast uh for for slime for complete slime yes <laughs> creeps and um, people with emotional no, I, problems people with emotional problems mental problems um existential problems yeah uh Pat how are you. <laughs> Ben, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, before we recorded this, you said that the topic today is sort of, uh, sort of nuts, I guess, or, or, or what? It's, it's, it's pretty nuts. It's slash heavy slash, um, uh, sounds like me really, really apropos, (laughs) really apropos of the time. You also seem apropos. I would, I would describe you as apropos. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel apropos. (laughs) I always have. If I'm, if I'm glad, I'm glad that you said it, not me, because I've really always felt that way about myself. Yeah, I always feel apropos. I just feel like, yeah, I just feel apropos. I feel apropos as fuck right now, dude. You know, it's it's pretty funny because it just means re- like relevant or like 
or like you know uh, germane to a certain topic. Yep. So if you just say like, yeah, I, I feel pretty relevant right now. I, pre- I feel pretty apropos. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling like like yesterday. I gotta apologize because I just was not feeling apropos, and I feel like it came across. <laughs> and I'm sorry, man. Like I, it's you know. Yeah. Growing up, look, my dad sometimes was apropos around the family, and it was just <laughs> it's a lot to deal with when you're when when you're a kid. We're we're cool. When we're cool now. We're cool now, but you know. Yeah. I mean it's a struggle to to sustain being apropos. I guess know? you know because usually usually I'm napropos, you know? I'm like sure. nah. That's you. Uh <laughs> I I feel like my dad kind of was apropos to me growing up, if you think about it. He was pretty relevant in my upbringing. Which I, I have to imagine is a, a source of embarrassment at this point. What for him? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Hello, my name's well, my name's John. Here's my terrible son and his friend Ben. <laughs> his terrible son. My terrible his son. Terrible friend Ben. <laughs> what, what a horrible way to refer to your son. This is my terrible son. <laughs> um <laughs> My son fucking sucks. Okay. He's pretty terrible, actually, to be honest with you. It's pretty terrible. This is my fucking son. It sucks that I have him. <laughs> oh, what can you do? Um, hey, but not it, very apropos. Hey, John Dean, you, you you buy the ticket, you take the ride, my friend. Well, yes and no. Uh, that's a good point. Um, also, can I so borrow two hundred dollars if you're listening? God, yeah, I'm, I'm, I might have to. <laughs> I might have to ask my parents for money soon or, too. Or could I just have <laughs> some money, please? That'd be yeah. Not so much I would borrow. Love some. Yeah. Well, you know what, Ben? I'll yeah. I'll see if I'll see if he'll give you some money. How about that? How about can you put in can you put in a good word for me? Can you, I, can man, I want I want to apply for a loan at at, at Dean at Financial the, at Bank Bank of John Dean. What do you think he'd do if you called him and you were like, "Look, I need like two fifty to get me through the month." I wonder what he would do. I I think I think he would just. I think you would just ask, like, do you have no one else you can ask before me? Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, I think that's what I would ask in that situation. I'd be like, look, if you really, really need it, I'll give it to you. Look, I know I, I, I know you're like my son, my terrible son's friend. Yeah, um, my terrible son's and, uh, terrible friend. <laughs> um, but I'm going to ask you to, like, ask your parents one more time. And if they still say no, then, yeah, maybe I'll give it to you. Yeah, I feel like he would probably. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest. He's good for it. <laughs> <laughs> my father. Yeah. This is a judge. You're not going to finish that? No. I was, I was so annoyed that you didn't finish that. Well, he's not a judge anymore. He retired. He's nothing now. He's nothing to me. He's nothing. <laughs> well, what is he? He's like just he's a, a a loving grandpa, I guess, at this point. Oh, yeah. He's just a doddering old man, I guess. Yeah. No. Oh, very doddering. Yeah, for sure. Just doddering <laughs> in and out of rooms, you know, bonking his head on like, stuff. Yeah. Just dragging slippers. <laughs> yeah. Room to room. How long has this door been there? Just saying stuff like that. And it's like, what? It would be funny if like your dad started getting like really Victorian. And he's like, he's like walking from room to, like, like he starts, like he starts walking. Yeah, dude. He, he starts walking from room to room with one of those, like, uh, like uh, those candles on a little dish, you know? Oh, shit. And he's just like, <laughs> and you're like, dad, just flip the switch. Yeah. And he's like, nay faith. What? Um, Why isn't the fire on? He's just gone completely yeah. insane. He has, he has one of those Dickens hats. You know what I mean? Where it's like uh, yeah, yeah. for the night before Christmas. 
He fling he butt he flap pajamas. Ryan, he fling, yeah, he flings he flings your nephew Ryan a fucking like a gold doubloon. Oh like, where man, did he get that? Yeah. He's like, go buy a goose. Yeah. Go buy a goose, boy. Yeah, and then my nephew's like, right away, sir. Just scampers away. We never see him again. Yeah. It's like, dad. All of, us, all of a sudden British. Look, dad, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but you gave your six-year-old nephew some gold and then told him to buy a goose. <laughs> and we haven't seen him in like three days now. Where, I, where just, do you find a you goose? Like shoved him out the door. Yeah. Well, let me, we, we were saying this as we were doing our audio test. We were, we were discussing what animal that we could get rid of and not have it uh destroy an ecosystem because we were yeah i said i said uh maybe fish but then as soon as i was saying that i realized <laughs> i was like yeah. how disastrous First of all, you, you eat you eat fish sure you, you the way we got to that point was because you said uh what was it oh canned fish revolution the canned fish revolution yeah it's continuing the canned here fish revolution yeah at the yeah. the dean household Right. We're, yeah. Which, we're, which we're is what I call my apartment, <laughs> the Dean household. Yeah. I live with someone else who I'm not related to. Like, it's kind of a shitty name. <laughs> I, and you and I are, are respectively the premier and secretariat of the, of the Canfish Revolution Party. I, I think um, so. Yeah. Our time's uh, arrived. But, um, yeah, you can't get rid of fish. Are you insane? Well, I wasn't actually <laughs> saying, like, we should get rid of fish because I hate fish. I was just saying that um, I don't recall exactly what my point was. I guess my point was that fish don't really, like, don't really attack people, you know? But bears attack people. So maybe get rid of bears. What are they doing? But that that wasn't remotely close to the point you originally were making. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be... Like, I'm, why, did you, why did you say fish? <laughs> I don't remember why, but that honestly was the point I was trying to make. I don't know why we, that, I don't know why I that didn't fish make are it. dangerous? No, that we should get rid of bears instead of fish. That was my point. But I don't but know. Why did you say, why did you say fish? I don't know. <laughs> you, you never said bears. Well, no, because well, I was cut off because you were yelling at me about fish. <laughs> I was like, I don't care about fish. Okay. Uh, probably shouldn't get rid of bears. Piranhas. I, I don't know. Let's get rid of piranhas. Wait, why can't? Why should we get rid of bears? They're dangerous. Okay, how about this, Ben? What if when society ends uh, in January, when that fucking fake ass president gets uh gets sworn in, when society <laughs> immediately uh, uh turns into uh, just complete anarchy? Pretty soon, yeah. we're going to be... When the, military, when the military starts injecting us with a, yes. with a poison that they call a vaccine. Ah, uh, I'm so <laughs> sick of these vaccines. I call them, I call them vaccines, and so does everyone in my family. It's how I was raised. <laughs> really? That's how your mom was raised? Yeah. I guess, I guess she's from the Bronx, so she's yeah. like, yeah, that's a vaccine. That's no, a, it's a vaccine. Whack. Um, and then she starts breakdancing? Yeah. Yeah, my my mom is a surprisingly amazing break dancer uh due to her uh Bronx suburb upbringing or whatever. Uh but yeah, so fucking uh I don't know. I'm saying okay, here's what my point is that pretty soon <laughs> at some point then, let's say theoretically because I don't think this will actually happen, but we'll say theoretically, okay? Uh that mm -hmm. goddamn cheat Joe Biden gets in office and I'm still I'm holding out <laughs> hope. But uh, he, so he gets an, let's just say that society turns to just in anarchy and insanity, okay? So now we're just living yeah. off the land again, all right? We're living okay. in the woods, maybe, or some sort of, uh, you know, so improvised. The, uh, com the complete, the complete uh, deterioration of civilization. Yes. I and mean, then I'm not, I'm not saying I'm looking forward to it. I really don't want it to happen because I'd be so pissed if it did. 
So if in that so case, many people, so many people will die. Will die if that happens. Really gruesome, really gruesome deaths. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely. Just tragic, and just someone's gonna they're gonna realize like I'm gonna die. I may as well, you know, do you know, kill myself or whatever, and that's gonna be sad. But I guess the point I'm trying to make, Ben, is that if society collapses, we gotta get rid of the bears because it's us against bears at that point. Uh, because they're no, no they're no, after the that. same resources no. and they want to murder us. We gotta not really. They're not though. <laughs> but what <laughs> if they do? <laughs> they're not drilling for oil. They're not like no, they're not mining lithium in Chile. You know? <laughs> no, I I don't think so. Despite what you may have seen on the internet, bears, grizzly bears specifically, are not mining for. <laughs> For lithium and shit. lithium and shit. So funny. That would be so funny if you saw a bear with like a fucking like a helmet. Yeah. And just like with a pickaxe. Yeah. <laughs> then the people of Chile are just like, hey, look at that fucking bear. <laughs> what the that fuck way? Bear way. <laughs> just assume they have these. They, they use Mexican slang in uh <laughs> in Chile. Uh, yeah. uh Oso is how you say bear in Spanish. Oso. Yeah. Oso. Yeah. Oso Baboso. Oso Baboso was a, a nickname of mine. So, but Ben, if we are facing off against nature at that point, because at that point it's us versus nature. It's not really us versus nature right now, you know. But it will be. <laughs> so it very much, it very much is though. Actually, I don't think so, <laughs> dude. I have no fear of nature right now. I just wake up and walk around, and I, I, I mean like wild animals, and you know, like uh, floods and stuff. That's what you mean by nature. Yes. I don't mean this okay, the know, dreaded COVID virus. I, I mean the uh, yeah. I was gonna say the nature includes that. <laughs> you know that nature. That's probably a bigger a bigger factor. The probably the thing that has killed more animals uh, in the history of of planet Earth has been disease. <laughs> yes, which is going to make them all <laughs> the more feral and angry at us when they realize that. Because 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 bears, you know, eventually they're going to lose their fear of man once they realize like, oh, wait, these guys can't kill us anymore. They don't have guns, you know, because you and I don't have guns. I think most I think most of them already don't have a fear of man. No, but they stay away from you. They have a healthy respect. But that's going to go down the drain not, when it's people no, like you and me really. trying to forage <laughs> for food. They're going to look at us and be like, oh, easy picking these two idiots. But we strike first, Ben. So, so, so what are you saying? So are you saying nuke the bears? No, saying? I'm saying that if society <laughs> falls into anarchy, I'm coming for the bears and no one can stop me. I mean, you know what, Pat? I guess you're right. Yeah. So are you joining me? Because no one, no one is going to stop you because everyone will just be like, oh, he's just this insane person yeah. who is, is clearly suffering from like the most dramatic PTSD that he's not acknowledging, you know, the death of his entire family. Yeah. Uh, that he is like rampant with disease uh -huh. that like, you know, Tourette's, Tourette's syndrome going to happen. Yeah. And, um, and he's, so I guess he's just going to go out and battle bears. Yeah. And you'll thank me for it when, when you, when you're when, not eaten alive by a family of bears. People will, if they saw you, like, walking out to the forest with, like, an arsenal of guns to, like, fight bears. Yeah. What are they going to do? They would, they would try to kill you first. For so they what? Can take your, so they can take your guns and ammo. And then go kill the bears? I'm doing it for them. At the, no. Ben, keep in mind, at this point, <laughs> anti-bear sentiment has swept the nation in our post-apocalyptic uh, landscape that we find ourselves in. I think I could do it. I started the canned fish revolution. I'll start the kill the bear revolution. Again, 
Not right now, just when society collapses. Just later. I have no hate for bears in my heart. Why would I? I've never even seen one in the wild. Okay. Um, you know why? Because they have a healthy why. respect. Because they associate humans with uh, violence. <laughs> yeah, but so- you know? But when they realize, okay, so- oh shit... I'm just saying, d- don't get rid of the fish. <laughs> let's keep the bears. That let's, or rather, yeah, don't get rid of the fish right now. As of right now, the bears are safe because you know they've done they've done nothing to harm me. However, all I'm saying, Ben, is that when shit goes down, do you have my back on this? No, no, I'm not going to fight bears. I mean, you, you you can't even lie. You can't even just lie to make me feel better. I'm clearly losing my mind. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'll totally help you, Pat. You're my friend. I'll help you kill a bear. No, I'm not going to do that because I, I would rather not lie to you. Because then, then what we do is we – so we get rid of, like, the bears, okay? But then we take their, uh, their young and we, t- we train them. We teach them. Uh, we Christianize them. And then we have, like, this so, so we unstoppable – colonize them. Yeah. We, we convert them to Christianity, and then we have this unstoppable bear army with us. That's actually, all right, as a Catholic podcast, folks, um, yeah. I, think, uh, I think I'm down with this now. I, you, just, you just sold it to me. So Fucking you and I hey. will, as, yeah, as recently ordained Jesuits, will yes. uh, we'll go into the, to the, uh, the Ursine fold, right, <laughs> the, the, the bears, and we're going to force forcibly convert them to Catholicism yeah, or kill them. <laughs> like our ancestors did. They did that. It's a dark moment. Several dark moments, but, you know, history is history. It happened. History is history. Yeah. <laughs> history is history is like kind of a, it's like a, a, a slightly fancier way of saying it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't do anything about it, you know? Not really. I've tried. Um. Well, you can't change the past, but you can't cha- you can change your behavior to yes. help shape the future okay. and make a better world. Um, which is I'm in. Let's do of, it. It's sort of what we're talking about today, uh, but it's a bit self defeating. Um, oh God! This is this is a very a, a very unpopular topic, but um, Pat Dean. Given the times, no, <laughs> given the times, uh, I think I think it's maybe we should at least like kind of look at it and consider this. Okay. 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 Uh, I mean, you, you humored me about the bear thing. So I guess I'll give this a shot for so long. That took so long. It was pretty funny though. I have to say it was pretty fun. Pretty funny guy. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but today we're talking about, and this is still, this, I think this is still going to be kind of funny. There's some funny parts to this. Um, but it's also kind of heavy. Okay. Uh, today we're going to we're talking about episode 136 of I Learn Nothing, a philosophy podcast uh for just complete complete and utter idiots. Yeah, again, uh, I I don't about... I don't know what anyone gets from this podcast, but thanks, I guess. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh uh check out our Patreon yeah. for uh <laughs> for even dumber shit. Um much dumber. This is a, a a podcast where I try to teach Pat philosophy, and uh, in the middle of this COVID crisis, where just like the fucking shit is spiking, spiking. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I just decided to indulge in a in a kind of um heavy topic. Uh, we're talking about antinatalism today. Have okay. You ever heard of antinatalism? No. <laughs> okay. Anti. Wait, wait, hold on. Anti. What is natalism? I know, I know that word. Is that like giving birth or or something? 
it's like it's like kind of like giving birth. So antinatalism is this philosophy that some people subscribe to, which is basically like, uh, it is an overall like harm. It's a wrong thing. It's a bad thing to do, unethical, immoral thing to do to keep bringing new people into this world. Oh, this is something I think about a lot. Okay, I'm you dead might, serious. Might like this I think I actually this might be like the first topic I like, or at least find interesting. Okay, yeah, the, of course, of course, of course, this is the first topic you like. The oh, wait, well, I'm sorry. Topic. I'm sorry. Normally, <laughs> normally we talk about uh, you know dead Frenchmen uh, who who fuck other people's wives constantly. So I'm sorry that I, I I'm I'm I enjoy thinking about what that's not that's not awesome. I mean, if you saw a dead Frenchman. Yeah. Like fuck, like cocking other dudes. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be. Kind I mean, of... that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty fucking tight, <laughs> huh? It's like yeah. you got to be like ah, the French, the French. You got to hand it to them. I mean, you got to hang it to them. I mean, those guys, e- e- even in death, <laughs> they love sleeping with people's wives. You know, the thing about the French <laughs> is that they oddly like for a country that kind of has um, in America this reputation of like they kind of like suck. You know what I mean? Like they kind of don't. Kind of. But like they kind of don't. No, they really don't. It's kind I of actually, interesting. I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a big fan of the French. Really? Um, not not all the way. They did some really shitty shit, like yeah. especially in Algeria. Freedom um, fries, which we'll talk. <laughs> and also freedom fries. It's also that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also we like what? what we named it freedom fries because they didn't join our coalition to to invade Iraq. Yeah. Like <laughs> so that passed like in Congress. That was like a. I think that was like an act of Congress. Yeah, it was one of those acts of Congress that are like those... symbolic or whatever, you know. Yeah, but it's like people like wore suits and like went to <laughs> it, like the our, our chamber of government of legislation. It was a like... <laughs> profoundly weird time uh, right after nine eleven because what I've been doing lately is going back and listening to old radio shows, old like Opie Anthony, old Ron and Fez, mostly Ron and Fez at this point. Uh, and w- when you listen to them, the, the episodes that came out right after nine eleven, like it's it's there 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 is some uh, I believe it's uh, a lot of it stems from them both those shows uh, broadcasting from New York City a lot. There was so yeah, much, were ang- but there was more anger than uh, than than terror. You know, there was more yeah. uh, people like so it's it was a very bizarre time because it was kind of cool to be patriotic. Right when that happened, yeah, for for a hot it was second, rad everyone, as everyone fuck. was down, yeah, 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 and then, uh, yeah, then after uh, you know a few weeks, people were like, oh, right, yeah, oh, we got to calm down, yeah, but we kind of, but we didn't. I mean, like we no, we didn't. Arguably, we got more insane. No, uh, yeah, we definitely got way more insane. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um, I mean, back then, I mean, we can talk about back then. Think <laughs> about how good. what. No, go ahead. Good. Well, I was going to say, back then, think about how weird it was that we were, like, so psyched to attack a country that didn't actually do 9-11. Like, we just wanted to fight anyone. And then they were like... So psyched. Yeah, and then they so were like, psyched. well, how about we get them? The, how dude, about we attack Iraq? Right. People were like, bet, let's do this. It was weird. Dude, remember, I was in Model UN? Yeah. <laughs> and you loved it. <laughs> or, like... Yeah, and I, and I passed a bill to invade Iraq. Yeah. In, in, in one of Which those, blew... In when you mock... <laughs> That, yeah, I can't. I mean, Ben was like a like a like a Goldwater Republican back then. It was pretty intense for a hot second. I kind I, I kind of was for like six months of my junior year. Interesting. 
Yeah, interesting. Kind of. And then, kind of, because I there was like a hot second there when I like, I thought like maybe I would just get like really religiously Catholic. Oh, and cool! Like kind of join join the fold. No, not. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think about that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'll be like walking by a church because I, I love how churches look. Uh, only Catholic churches, of course. The Protestant churches to me uh, look like it. I mean, frankly, look. I know that we have a lot of like a, uh, like a strip mall. Well, we like a strip mall. We, we have a lot of uh, different uh, people of different backgrounds, uh, religious creeds listening to this. Uh, so it, it brings me no joy to say this, but you know, I look at a Protestant church and I just go, "What man? Think of think of all the good they could have done with those bricks." You know what I mean? Yeah. But they had to like, use it like, on. I know. Did they not have a pope to collect gold? What's going on? Peasants? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. What, what the hell? <laughs> hey, I'm trying to sell indulgences to get into heaven. Why was that so bad? That sounds so tight. Here's 50 bucks. I'm going to heaven now. This rules. Hell yeah. yeah that was cool. like church doctrine. Uh, anyway, my point is that when I walk past <laughs> churches, uh, I look at them and I, I, I just think they look really cool. And I think about all the work that went into it. And I'm like, man, sometimes I'm just like, man, I, I don't. I'm just kind of like, I feel like if, if we were like religious Catholics, like, I feel like we are like, think about how different our lives. We would probably be like married with like kids and stuff, you know, not that that's something I necessarily am pining for, to be honest with you, but it's still something that I'll be like, well, yeah, things would have been really different if instead of getting into comedy, I just got really into God. <laughs> into Catholicism. Yeah. Why not? Who cares? I mean, I guess, I guess so. I mean, like, I don't know. That's that's a that's also a question. It's not for my, another, my for another. My episode. parents met because like, they were camp counselors at a Catholic uh, a, a camp. But are you, are your parents like really that Catholic? I guess. I, mean, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Well, well they, they have to they be. Think, they have to be. Like, okay. Let me. Here's no. Here's here's the litmus test. Here's what? the question. Do they think that my dad is going to hell? Uh, <laughs> not for religious reasons. They just hate him. <laughs> just because he's a bad person yeah they just think he's a shit they're like hey, he's just kind of a shithead like he's no i mean no it's not the jew thing it's just you know he's just a jerk I'm like it's not the jew thing. they've never even met him they've never met them I... yeah no they've never i don't think they've ever met each other no um okay but that would be weird okay so that before I... not to get into that whole like topic but uh yeah like you know i often imagine like you know what my life would be like if i just pursued like something else entirely like if i just stuck with like religion or if i <laughs> i don't know um i love playing religious like, songs did... so here's the thing I don't, i'm not i'm not i don't dislike religion i think it's fine um i just i just think it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> well yeah i mean that that's what we've learned I, I on just, this podcast that's the I, one thing we've learned yeah, I just, I just think it's like it's like some it's like someone who like wants to like you know learn how to yo-yo or something. It's like okay, that's your hobby. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> 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 we should have done that. Which is too. interesting. Yeah, what if we what if we became expert yo expert yo-yo? We could do it. <laughs> It can't be that hard. We can write a. I feel you can. I feel like if you can. I mean, no offense to the the the, the great yo-yoists out there, but I feel like if you can ride a bike, you can do yo-yo, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe. But then also, there's like a lot of. Uh, oh, fuck! I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I, I there's this like show on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like uh, the Crown. No, it's not the Crown. <laughs> the Crown. The Queen's so Gambit. Just... <laughs> <laughs> the queen. Yeah, they Every... just. 
Let's see, yeah, there's it's like uh, those uh, those guards outside of Buckingham Palace are just like, oh my god, that is like the funniest <laughs> shooting shooting a yo-yo down. <laughs> that is the funniest like, mental image. That's like how they defend her. That might be a cool. That might be a good uh, like um, defensive tactic for like obnoxious or drunk tourists. Yeah, who are always trying to fuck with them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like so, like. You know, because like there are always like, those people who are just like who are like, hey, are you gonna move? Like blah, so blah, blah. fucking. And they'll just uh, like, yeah, they'll just fucking flip a yo-yo like right at your nose. You're just bleeding. You're just like, what the fuck? And they don't yeah. say anything. They're just like, it look. would be amazing. Well, you know what, Ben? The next time I find myself in uh, in front of uh, Buckingham Palace, I will hand out yo-yos to those uh, those brave men who are interested. <laughs> I'll say, guys, you have a pretty <laughs> stress—excuse me—pretty stressful job. Here's a yo-yo. Go nuts. Yeah. Here's here's the latest tech. This is from from your yeah. They've uh, just, they just never seen one before. From, yeah. From your friends from what the bloody the hell is this? <laughs> What's oh. this yeah, I start a business called Across the Pond Yo-Yos. Oh shit, this rules. <laughs> this is so tight. Her, yeah, her, her Majesty's yo-yos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> give us um, back, give us back Northern Ireland. I throw like a yo-yo at them. They're like, no. Well, then give me the yo-yo back. <laughs> you send the yo-yo back then, please. Yeah. I'm like I'm a, I'm a <laughs> palace guard. I don't control. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. And also, <laughs> you're. It seems like you're in the IRA, so like I don't yeah. know if I can really do that. Too. Yeah, this was this would not look good if I was like if I was a palace guard. If I'm guarding the queen, the literal queen of England, and then there were you walked inside and you were like, "Hey, how do you feel about um, giving Ireland back to the Irish?" And you'd be like, "No, we only have like three things left, and that's one of them." <laughs> Fuck and you! Like, all right, all right, all right, fine. Okay, okay, okay. What if we? What, what do you think about giving Ireland its yo-yo back? Well, can no. we give that back? <laughs> Maybe. I like, hope so. No. It's now it is now Her Majesty's yo yo. <laughs> anyway, well, this uh, went off the rails pretty quick. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. These episodes, um, the longer that co- that the, that this quarantine uh lasts for, the just the just I feel like the more insane these episodes are getting. I don't even yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on any, anymore. No. It's gonna be really funny <laughs> in like a year and a half to go back and listen to these and be like, fuck, we were in a bad holy, place. Holy shit. Just me <laughs> me just me ranting about how the city of Austin has turned its back on its creative community. I'm gonna go back in a year and a half and listen to it and be like, Pat, come on, man. Like fucking calm down. <laughs> like that's kind of Of course it's I true. I don't know, that's kind of true. Of course it's true. <laughs> I mean, a lot. Venue a lot after venue after venue, turn. they're all gone. I don't want to get into it. All right, go. Wait, wait, what? What did you Nothing. say? Nothing. I, no, no, I don't. I, don't I said venue after oh, venue. I said venue after oh, venue yeah. after venue is going away, and it's uh, profoundly upsetting and depressing. Well, what's the latest one? All of them. I don't know. The, la- the latest one that closed? Uh, what, what, what was? I, don't, I, th- I feel like a lot of them closed at once. And I think that we're going to start hearing in the next couple months, that, especially after, I don't know, it's just, I don't know. Is, is Mohawk still around? I, I hope know. it is. That's, that's kind of, I, I kind of like Mohawk. Yeah. God, that sucks. I'm just glad I didn't um, base my, I'm just glad I didn't base my entire identity around being a comedian. It's really fucking worked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to figure out what, uh, what to do next. Um, <laughs> I guess. 
uh, or or do we? Uh, because again, <laughs> today's topic we're talking about antinatalism, which is essentially. Hold on. So before we got into <laughs> the last rant that we just uh, yeah we just lost ourselves in. What a waste what of time. Saying? Where did you hear about like antinatalism? I've I've just heard of it before. It's 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 the idea that we have to stop uh, producing human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's, that's my answer. Not, it's not my answer. I don't really believe this, but I'm kind of entertaining it this week <laughs> for, for several reasons. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, COVID. Sure. Two, uh, just, you know, life itself is a misery. Uh, yeah, before, three, co- yeah. My, yeah, before COVID, it was a misery. It's terrible. Three, um, uh, my right buttock, uh, was oh, yeah. infected. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I forgot bitten by by a brown recluse spider. Yeah, bound. Yeah, bound. <laughs> ben was uh, 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 ambushed. Your butt was ambushed. I was ambushed. <laughs> it sucks. Be so mad. It kind of it. It kind of sucked. It kind of it, it, like, well, really it kind of fucked you up a little bit. I mean, you weren't in any real danger. I don't think because uh, you got like you know well, medicine. I went, but... I went to the hospital. <laughs> oh yeah. I you know what? Because of my own past history, I just kind of forget that going to the hospital is like a big deal. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm just sort of like, yeah, whatever. Sort of used to it. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, the, when, when I was there. OK, so just quick context. Um, if you want to hear the full story. Uh, join oh, yeah. Our Patreon for five for five dollars a month. If you want to find <laughs> out the story of Ben's ruined right buttock. <laughs> no, it's not ruined. It's healing. It's, it's all right. I had a doctor's appointment today. Good, good. good. Um, so basically, uh, I don't know, like five days before Thanksgiving, I, uh, I I guess I got bitten by a by a brown recluse spider. Yeah. Um, on my on my right ass cheek, and it's so much more humiliating <laughs> when it's specified which one, isn't it? Like I don't know why. There's well, yeah. a reason. Do you know why I specified? Because I was constantly aware of it. Oh well, yeah, how could yeah? How could you I not be? Like, I was I was leaning to one side. I knew that one one half exactly one half of my butt hurt. <laughs> oh um, man, you I favored thought, you favored your left cheek is what you're saying. Yeah, I fa- I had to. What a the gross do- podcast. I, and I, I, the, 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 yeah, the doctors told me to too. Oh, how, like how embarrassing! I already I I know. I, well, I already told them that I was like, yeah, I've just been like kind of like just sitting on one side, and they're like, good, that's what you're supposed to do. And yeah. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> it's the thing is, um, is that it's not like it's it's. I mean, this isn't like an embar. It's this isn't like an embarrassing thing to have happen because it's not like you did anything. It's not like you like you know you were shoving you know things in orifices. It, it, it is. It is. It isn't. Yeah, it'd be funny if I was just like. <laughs> Just like stabbing my butt and trying to like put shit in it. Well, or the, something. Well, the, like, I hope I, it gets infected. I guess what's, <laughs> I guess what's kind of humiliating about it is that you have to like admit that you have uh, like an ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to be like, yeah, this is my butt. Well, this yeah, is what it looks yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I mean that it's it it is. That's what I was gonna say in in answer to your whatever you were saying, where you're like, it's not your fault. You didn't do anything. No. So like, it shouldn't be embarrassing. But it is. But like, no, it it still is. It's humiliating. It's embarrassment. Yeah, embarrassment doesn't have anything to do with like whether you cause your embarrassment or not. You know, for like <laughs> shit is just embarrassing. When I was like where well, our bodies are embarrassing. Oh, of course. <laughs> and they're embarrassed of us. Uh my fucking uh for a while there when I was like 20, I want to say, uh there was this weird run where like every time that I had to see a doctor or a dentist or something like that, there was like a year long streak 
or so where every single time it was always like like a, like a, like a heartbreakingly beautiful uh, doctor doing it. You know what I mean? And I'd always just be like kind of I would just feel like an idiot. And then one time, one time I go in and I'm like, it's just some weird like old man. So I'm like, OK, this is tight. You know, I, I get along with old men. You know, I can fucking I speak their language, uh-huh. you know. And so, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd fuck an old man. Sure. Well. I I guess that was the implication. So uh, I was there and and I just, I remember being like, hell yeah, it's just some guy. And then he was like, oh, do you care if we have, there's someone who's in like met, I I don't really know what it was, but there was some student that was like training with him or something. And he was like, Uh, oh, do you mind if they come in? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then like this just amazingly gorgeous woman walked in and I was like, why does this keep happening to me? What do they do? I'm 20. I'm in no position to do anything that bad. What do they do? I did something. Well, I mean, <laughs> why is God letting this happen? Like something is happening. So this is what's funny is that we can I'm, I'm going to talk about this a little bit longer because it it actually is. Hey, apropos uh, to nice. our topic, and I'll, I'll I'll link it back eventually. The JPD but, um, is what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I never really had that uh, that con- concern or that, that like anxiety, really, because. I think. Well, first of all, I haven't I haven't been to the hospital as many times as you. <laughs> but um, and it was weird. It was really weird to me. Like I, I was there, and I was like, you know what it was it, when I was in when I was in the hospital for like I was in there for like maybe two nights. Yes, so three three days, two nights. Um, it felt for a second kind of like jail because like I couldn't really just like go walk around anywhere yeah. i had to stay in my room the entire time yeah but i was already used to that because haha you know what we're living in right um but also uh they <laughs> they were also like these extremely attractive nurses who just what kept is coming in and 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 hold on and, and injecting me with morphine oh. so i was like if this is jail this is this is fine. I'll yeah. stay on jail for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um. I f- I think that is most people's experience in prison. Yeah. <laughs> um. But like, so so many times though, I had to leave. I had to, um. You know, like. <laughs> Let's see that <laughs> butt cheek. My, basically, I had to like lean on my side and then like pull my like pants down. You know, and they'd have to they'd examine it because that's what, that's what they do. What they have to do. That's what they do. They took an oath to and do like, it. They'll get in trouble. They, they don't. Took an oath. Yeah. And I was like, and I mean, like, yeah, like, thank God they're willing to do that. But I, I guess I never had that anxiety of like, what? Like, fuck. Like, why does it have to be, uh, you know, an attractive woman? Because it always is. There's someone who I don't. But like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me because, like, if I'm in the hospital and someone's looking at my butt because it's infected, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "Well, <laughs> we're never gonna, we're never gonna like <laughs> consummate this," you know? You like, know what you should. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ever remotely say so? I'm just so no. I wrote it off I, immediately, and so uh, we were just like riffing, like as she kept coming back and forth, like we, we kind of became friends because oh, okay. I had no, I had no like you know tension or whatever <laughs> yeah because you're high on morphine you know what i mean yeah i got it well i was high on more i was high on morphine oh i see what you mean yeah already. of course so <laughs> you know there's no spark between there's you no sh- yeah there's no uh, absolutely no spark yeah well like you'd be delusional if you thought there, 
there was it, or it, could it, yeah be. i mean yeah it's like <laughs> trying to pick up a bartender yeah uh i you, you know what you should have done uh the first time that they were like okay we need to like you know uh, inject you uh me and my friend brian crane would always say this uh growing up uh so what you should have done is said check this out and then pulled your pants down to show your butt <laughs> We didn't show each we didn't show each other our butts, obviously. Well, not, that's probably not obvious, but we didn't do that. I mean, like we'd always say, "Check this out" before doing something we knew was like bad or dumb. <laughs> that's a lot of times something that we thought really was funny. We thought I, I feel like I, I. No, you go, you go. I would just say like we sometimes do it like before like we do something where it's like there's like a thirty percent chance it's gonna hurt really badly. So I should say something funny up top <laughs> in case it hurts really badly afterward. <laughs> How does that help? Like, I don't know. What? I don't know. That's just, I guess that's what our thought process was. <laughs> like, you, like you break your femur after jumping off a cliff and you're like, at least what I said was funny first. Brian Crane has had like 19 concussions in his life. It's so crazy. Why? Like he's just Why? constantly Why? just jumping off stairs and fucking on Christmas Day one time he got a concussion when we were like 10. It's weird. Why? Just accidents. Nothing no, nothing suspicious. Just accidents. 19, 19 concussions. Well, no, I mean not not nineteen. That's literally. A, that's a that's a pattern. Yeah, that I mean that would make him like a like a wide receiver in the NFL. No, he was just like doing st- I don't know. He would always do stuff and get like concussed. Brian Crane. How many honestly, how many times did he did he concuss himself? I think two times <laughs> two times, I think, in like the span of five years. Seems like a lot. Oh, okay. I've never had one. I, yeah, I guess so. And concussions are serious, but but there is also a, a dramatic difference between nineteen and two. Well, I mean, in the grand scheme I don't think of you things, can have, you'd be you'd be like brain dead if you had nineteen concussions. Well, well have you met Brian Crane? I, I no, I ha- actually haven't. Guys, a just a brain dead idiot. <laughs> He's always, he's always like falling down like manhole, like sewer holes <laughs> and, and, and or that or like slipping on banana peels. And like every time that yeah. that, that happens, he yells like Goofy does. You know what I mean? Where he's like, woo, as he goes flying. Yeah. He just, just keeps sticking paper clips into, into outlets. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, Brian, why are you doing that? Like, Brian, you you're so intelligent. Like, I don't understand why you keep doing this to yourself. Like, you're so smart, dude. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Brian is uh has ruined his uh, his brain. So hold on. So okay. what are we talking about? <laughs> so we're talking about God damn it. Besides my childhood <laughs> and still good friend Brian Crane, who's just some yeah, guy. My fucking... He's not a comic. He's just some guy I know. And my infected butt. Uh, so what a uh, life. You guys, this is all. We're all, we're all coming. We're coming to a point here. Okay. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, if you want to hear like you know more details about my hospital stay, uh, the night of Thanksgiving because of my infected butt, uh, go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and join our Patreon. It's great. Five dollars a month. Uh, Pat. Um, uh, Pat teaches me something. Yeah. Pat turns the tables Us. and uh, teaches me a thing or two about a thing. Or yeah. Two. The last thing that we learned about is uh, the man who. Uh, who killed the man who killed Abe Lincoln. No spoilers. But yeah, there spoilers. is a lot there. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and also we can say it's John Wilkes Booth. Or is that the spoiler? Oh, no, no, no. I just... No, no, no. That's not the spoiler. It's just uh, there's <laughs> a lot of just no one, no one tell them. 
No one told them who shot Lincoln. <laughs> What's a secret? It's still a, a state secret. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's actually just like the JFK assassination. We, we don't really know. He, he was a patsy. It's so funny because it's, I mean, obviously you're kidding, but if you think about it, I feel like it's the exact opposite of the, the Kennedy assassination. We're like, we absolutely know what happened and why he did it. And yeah. like, we just, we know, like we're, we're, we're aware. What's weird is that we, we know, we know with, without any video and there's like a lot, there's like extreme video. Oh, yeah. Kennedy getting shot. Yeah, there is. And we're still like, we have no idea who did it. Well, uh, I, so, I'm, some people know exactly who did it. Yeah. But Brian <laughs> Crane among one of them. Don't. Yeah, that's why he got concussed so many times. Yeah. It was the CIA. It was the CIA. CIA. To... <laughs> Fucking with yeah. a six-year-old Brian Crane wearing He's a trying to cape. Slam, slam, slam that memory out of his ears. Yeah, he, he jumped down. Uh, he was told by his brother that if you put on a, a, like a cape, he could fly like Superman. And he, so he tried mm -hmm. to, and instead of, uh, again, the exact opposite happened. He got a concussion instead of flew through the air, invulnerable, <laughs> without a care in the world. Why, why would Superman ever be stressed? Yeah. Um, yeah, really, he shouldn't be stressed at all. Okay, um, here's why we have to be stressed, though. All right, so let's talk about this. Antinatalism. Oh, yeah. Um, this is, uh, we're getting into the neighborhood, the neighborhood of nihilism, okay? I don't think we've really talked about nihilism, nice. really. Um, <clears throat> we're not going to talk about nihilism, you know, it's... like, in, as such right now, uh, but we're getting pretty close. You know, I never thought of this as a nihilistic thing. The, the anti-natalism? Anti I mean, the way, I, the way that, that I've understood it, obviously, I don't know as much as you about this topic, but the way I understood it is it's a thing where it's like, like humans are like destroying the Earth. More yeah, than, we're like destroying more, the planet. More than um, it being a thing about how nothing matters, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, I guess it, it, it's, it's a little bit related insofar as like, you know, people want to believe that like our, you know, our... Uh, uh, you know, conscious experiences have meaning, like right. You know, our lives have meaning. Yes. Um, and then when you're told that, like, actually, there is that, like, what you're doing is directly harming other, not only <laughs> like you know the world, but future people, um, you know, current people, uh, that no matter what, uh, even as hard as we try, we'll never get it right. We're only just like causing more and more mischief, misery, a lot of suffering. mischief. Um, if anything, I would say that that, that would maybe lead to um, a sense of like, you know, oh, well, nothing matters. You know, there's no point to any of this. And in a way, the guy who kind of like uh, was the main, pro not the main proponent of it, but he's like the father of like this whole sort of tradition, this kind of like G.G. Allen-ish underground tradition in philosophy. Whoa. Um, he, uh, there, there's a lot to it. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the main point is that like, there's a lot of issues at hand. One is the suffering that is, uh, that we inev inevitably experience as human beings, right? We're all, every single human being at some point in their lives experiences pain, right? I, at least a little bit of pain. I have yet to. So you're like, again, like you're the physically you're the and emotionally. Exception. Yeah. Yeah. Both. You're also, you're also, and this is what's, uh, what's kind of related to this. You're the first ever soul yes. to choose to be born. I did like ask. We mentioned in yes. earlier podcast. Yeah. So you did ask and you were granted permission. I was. Um, we're, so in all seriousness, we're going to talk about that. Like the, uh, 
the idea of what was how 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 being born is uh, is a non consensual act, um, and therefore might might uh, imply a, an ethical transgression hmm. by the people who who give birth to you. Um, <clears throat> but we'll get into that later. Um, the main thing, or the 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 what this all kind of orbits around is the uh, is this one guy. Okay, uh, there's this guy named Emil Sharon. Okay, uh, he was born in 1911. Whoa. in um in the Austro-Hungarian Empire, uh, in what is now Romania, uh, and this guy was a piece of work. Really. <laughs> Ra, yeah. ra, so, ra, Romania. Romania. We are. <laughs> we are. Ro, 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 Romania. He is. So, yeah. He is. <laughs> Romania. I was doing the Biggie Smalls version of that song. I know. So what's funny is that, like, <laughs> that's obviously, like, him being proud and, like, you know, uh, announcing his, his uh is How notorious he is. Yeah. It's how notorious he is. Uh, this guy was deeply deeply and forever ashamed to be Romanian. Oh no. Why? Yeah. So because as he was growing up, he fucking thought that everyone in in Romania were basically just these like mediocre, poor, dumb hmm. country bumpkins with no imagination, no initiative. <laughs> no imagination <laughs> is just the most insulting <laughs> thing to say about a culture this of guy, people, a whole country. This guy. No imagination. <laughs> This guy was like so pissed. He was like, he turned six. And, he turned six, and he was like, oh, no. "These guys just want to like fucking farm and die." This sucks. <laughs> I'm six. Yeah, he just hated it. Well, because he's also he 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 kind of grew up a little like somewhat like lower middle class educated. So he like, which which puts you kind of like bounds ahead of like the majority of the population in like 1911 rural Romania. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Like it's it's where they like literally believe in vampires in the back in the day, you know. That kicks ass. <clears throat> yes and no. It also they're you know that that's who they blame for their like failed turnip harvests and then, yeah. Like this guy is just like no, just like fucking, you know, <laughs> plow better. Or yeah, something. Christian. I mean, I don't know if this considered this, but Chris, I was thinking today that Christian folklore is so tight, and and like I wish there was like real teachings, you know, like vampires and. The wandering that's not even the wandering Jew and I all that. I w well, I don't know about the wandering Jew, but the like vampires are I think like like uh, what's it called a remnant of like of Slavic mythology that was like kind of over like because Christianity didn't like really invent any of that shit. It just kind of oh I know, but I paved over it. But I feel you know I, mean? I feel like I think I thought I remembered learning about how like vampires were like used. It, it doesn't matter, whatever. Well, yeah, we we can we can get more into that in a second. Um, but okay. So this guy was deeply ashamed of being Romanian. Um, Aren't we all? He, <laughs> um, he was a pretty smart guy. He ended up going to, uh, the university of Berlin and he, uh, studied under this guy named, um, uh, Shestov. I, I can't remember his first name, but he's this Russian philosopher who was, um, who kind of like told him or, or, or taught this idea based off of like Schopenhauer, uh, a little bit of Nietzsche, a little bit of, um, just kind of like the pessimistic philosophy of the times of yeah. how, you know, li life is kind of meaningless, like we're all going to die. Here's the thing. So background to, to all of this is, remember, like, death is always looming. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The yeah, yeah. We're all in death's shadow. So, we're always in death's shadows. Yeah. Always, and it's like I, uh, um, I don't know why I, 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 for the, for a really long time, I haven't been like bathing super. I haven't been bathing. <laughs> just like how how could I know that? I'm looking at you on a computer screen right now. <laughs> just insulting just, you. Yeah. yeah, you look like you smell bad. <laughs> Like what? I got those like line. I got those lioness lines. You know. Oh yeah. Um. So I I don't know why. Every once in a while, it's you, you, I don't know about you, but I surprise myself with how long, like how long it takes, like the periods it takes for me to like really kind of, like get a fucking, um. <laughs> like a like a feeling of doom about death. Like a like oh I can fucking die any moment. And I will die yeah. at some point. You're... Like there's no matter what, the, there's no scenario where I don't die. Hold on, you're sa- you know? you're saying that you think about that? Oh, re- not, repeat yourself. Not, I don't. You do not I don't think, think about I it. Think about that. I don't think about it. I think as as men, as much as a lot of people do. Interesting. Um, but maybe that's not the case. So this is this is kind of what's interesting about it. Like, how often do you think about death? every day? Like that you're gonna die every single every single day. day? How does that manifest itself? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? I think like, about... Like, do you, do you think I'm going to die? Like, the words, I'm going to die one day, every day? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yes, I'm Irish Catholic. Yeah. Is that that? Okay, fuck. Why? why? I, I go... How long do you go? I've gone years. I've gone years without, like, remembering that I'm going to die. <laughs> That's so infuriating. <laughs> how is that true? I mean, I don't think I, I don't I don't think about it with dread necessarily. It's, I, I don't wake up going like, "Holy shit, I'm gonna die." It's just that, but you, but you consciously recognize the the fact, even as as cold as that sounds. Like not 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 saying you put any emotion to it, no dread. You just like acknowledge that because that sounds almost like a prayer. Like you wake up every day and you go, "I'm going to die." One well, day. I told you, I told you when I when I was a kid, I, I thought about death and being uh, murdered constantly. I always like had this thing in, in my head that I was going to get murdered, uh, that someone was going to kill me. So I've thought about that every day since I was like <laughs> ten. Why did you Why did you think you were going to get murdered? I don't know. It's just a thing where where I where I'd be like I'd open a door and I'd be like. This could be it. And it opened the door and like it never was because. And you think someone would murder you? Yeah, I kind of just had it in my <laughs> head that there was someone on the other side of the door who met me harm, I guess. I don't know. It's a weird kid. That's I'm so sorry. It, well, <laughs> it's so scary. I don't. To be honest with you, I, I can't really remember if it was with like, I hope I don't die. I think it was mostly just like a. Like, like, I, like, I don't know if it was me being actively, uh, like, frightened. I mean, I, I, I don't think I was, like, that's, that's kind of weird. I don't think I was, like, scared necessarily, uh, but I, I was very much aware of the concept of death, and I have been for a very long time, because my mother wouldn't stop How? talking about dying when I was growing up. <laughs> there because, she's, okay. because she's Irish Catholic, <laughs> and all they do is fucking die or wait to die. My mom can't wait. She has plans. <laughs> well i mean well my mom too but like i don't know i i always uh, okay I, I don't know where that kind of threw me a little bit <laughs> wait why how often do you think people no, not, think of death i mean i don't remember i don't have i i i think that people if i were to guess i would think that people on average <laughs> this is completely anecdotal 
But I think that on average, the 7 billion yeah. people on Earth yeah. uh, think about death maybe... Uh, well, it depends. It depends on where you um, live, also. Like, it depends on where you live. It depends on, uh, you know, <laughs> historical events. Yeah. Um, I think maybe, you know, before COVID started, uh, for real, people were thinking about it... Um, Actually, that's a good point. It's it's hard to say worldwide because it, it, you'd have to go country to country. In the United States, I would say maybe like probably every two weeks. That you're insane. You're so completely out of your mind. <laughs> I I can't think? every two weeks no. on average on average on average. So well, I don't so know. Like I mean, probably a lot of people are thinking like every I, two days, every three days. There's I, a lot of people probably thinking it once a month. There are like outliers like me who like yeah. think about it like only when like. They're right about to die, <laughs> yeah. or they've like you know like going to the this hospital is gonna suck. or like, yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. So, so you go. So you don't think about it that often, is what you're saying. I just don't. I I just hadn't. Well, here's, okay. here's what I'm trying to say. Go. Is that the past like you know week or so? Um, not only my stay in the hospital, but also just kind of like living in this. Yeah, yeah. You know, living in the fucking pandemic, and like you know cases are shooting up like we keep hitting hitting a new record of deaths every single day yeah you know um uh it, it's just hard to ignore now so like so now i'm thinking about it a the lot specter of death um, yeah the specter of death okay so that's all to say that <clears throat> we're all we're all gonna we're all doomed like it, once you're thinking about how oh now it's more probable that i'm gonna die and that like someone i love is gonna die this time you know, it's personal of this thing this time it's personal um, it's, uh, the probability of it going up has also made me think about this kind of like a additional step or a corollary step, which is that like, no matter what, we're all going to die someday. Yeah. Um, and it's just unavoidable. Like, even if we don't die of COVID or if we don't die of a car accident or we don't die of cancer or whatever the fuck, we're getting murdered at six years old every time you open a door. <laughs> I didn't tell you know, anyone yeah. about that uh, until we did this podcast. Like, I think I mentioned that like a year ago. I just, it, I just, it would seem normal to me. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't mention it to any other person. No, it, it, again, it, it wasn't like it wasn't necessarily that I was frightened. It was just more the idea that behind this so, door wait, could be death. The first time you admitted that out loud was on to this podcast. Anybody was to me and like maybe like thousands of others. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good point. And not and not to your parents to your well, parents. I, well, no, like... I mean it wasn't anything they had to worry about. There wasn't, you know, the mean streets of northern Virginia, I somehow survived, you know? So it's like it's not like I feel like what? <laughs> I I know I'm not saying that like where you grew up was da- dangerous, but like if my if my kid thought that he that someone was trying to kill him I would I would want to know but I didn't it was more it was more just the like OCD it's like you obsessed about stuff you know and it's like my yeah. obsession yeah, was yeah. uh you know opening a door and Being uh murdered. yeah murder it's not like I had someone in mind who was after me even though multiple people have tried <laughs> yeah I don't know why I have this belief it was all these attempts of all these ninjas um. keep breaking in and finding me all across the country is that is that who you thought as a little kid was trying to kill you? No, but that'd be so funny. <laughs> that'd be that'd be so funny. <laughs> All right, so hold on. So um, so what's the deal? Okay, so let's get so let's get back yes. a bit. Um, 
<sighs> Hold on, I have to like retrace my train of thought. So I, I've been thinking about death a lot. And, right, that's the point of <laughs> and, this. Um, and, and apparently so, so have other people, <laughs> unbeknownst to me. It's all my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the, the problem is this guy is, was like intensely aware of that. First of all, he, he grew up in Romania. Um, he, he, he was born in 1911, so he spent his extremely early childhood, like, kind of experiencing World War One, right? Which was, like, Yikes. horrible. Yeah. Um, so I've been told. And then, yeah, and then he, uh, of course, uh, was born with this fucking, like, uh, like, a kind of a breathing affliction, so he was in a lot of pain for most of his life, just because, like, you know, healthcare was shitty back in the day, so he was just a sickly kid. Um, uh... <laughs> And he was really smart, so he just kind of, like, dove into, like, philosophy. He just, like, read a lot of philosophy. He was taught Nietzsche, uh, Schopenhauer. Schopenhauer is, the, is a bigger one than Nietzsche uh, in this case because he's way more identified with, like, pessimism, um, with the idea that, like, life is just pain. And, uh, like, Schopenhauer's philosophy in a, in a nutshell is just life is pain, and the only way to get any sort of, like, relief is through art. Um, hmm. which is kind of an interesting philosophy. There's more to it than that, obviously. <clears throat> Doubtful. But... <laughs> well, so that's what this guy thought. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> this guy was like, I don't think so. I think there's nothing redeemable about this life. Wow. This life sucks. This life fucking sucks. Nothing is worth anything. Uh, everything is stupid. Everything is meaningless. We just live to suffer. Um, <clears throat> he... um. <laughs> Uh, he had this, uh, <laughs> uh, he suffered from insomnia as well. Like, so he would just like spend days at a time not sleeping. Um, and this would actually help him write, like help write his like philosophy. Um, this guy was probably fucking completely insane. Yeah. Um, but he, his writing is like really cool. I, I hadn't read anything by him before researching the topic. Um, but I have some quotes of his that are like, intense wow. uh, and, and really well written i'm not sure if i like believe in them philosophically like they're a little challenging what are his thoughts on bears uh we'll get to bears let me read you yes. this one quote okay so so first of all um one of his habits which i think you'll you'll identify with is he would habitually wander through cemeteries yeah that's what i do <laughs> yeah to uh to kind of meditate and ponder like you know what he was going to write about and shit um yeah this guy rules and uh yeah and some sometimes he had experiences experiences in this in these cemeteries that would like he, you know he would use it as fodder in his writing and so he has this one quote okay <clears throat> i was alone in that cemetery overlooking the village when a pregnant woman came in i left at once in order not to look at this corpse bearer in close range. What the fuck? Nor to, rum nor to ruminate upon the contrast between an aggressive womb and the, and the time-worn tombs. Between false promise and the end of all promises. Oh my god! <laughs> Buddy! So he was like... He, he saw this pregnant woman like walk into the cemetery probably to like pay her respects or something and he like considered it offensive. Wow. <laughs> You know, because, because, like, do you see his line of reasoning? Though? Yeah, it's, I understand. It's a little dramatic. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, you're bringing this world, you're bringing this child into this world in order to die. Sure, but but buddy, you you're. I never thought I'd say this, but you, I, you're walking in too many graveyards, Lighten my up. friend. 
<laughs> that's what that that's what you see. A, a, what did he call it? A, a corpse bearer. A corpse bearer. She, he called. He referred to the woman as a corpse bearer. Okay, I got to ask you this question about about this guy. <laughs> did he smash? I actually. Oh yeah, he did. He did. He did. Okay. I. Uh, I um. For a second, I kind of forgot that fact, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, that's also. Not super important, but we'll. I feel like I feel um, like it is in this case. I really do. <laughs> um, okay, so he wrote his. <laughs> uh, he wrote his first book, which was entitled um, "On the Heights of Despair." <laughs> Jeez. Um, okay, and he. Uh, uh, what's this? Say? He um, basically makes the point that you know life is essentially just pain and suffering um that we are born right uh without our consent you know yeah we have no choice in the matter yeah. right so we're forced into this situation mm -hmm. um and there is this uh i mean for I, I can imagine for probably most most people at the at the time and i can imagine it was worse before uh you're just gonna live a like a life of toil uh, misery, unhappiness, and you know, resentment, regret, like all the all that shit. Yeah. You know, disease, just uh, like random ass tragedies. Yeah. Uh, Stubbed toes. Stubbed toes. That was a big know, thing um, in uh, in the in the early twentieth century was the fear of stubbed toes because they were just happening yeah, it constantly. A, it was a pandemic. It was a pandemic of stubbed toes. Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> the the stub tona virus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that works. Like in my head, I'm going, I'm going Corona sub stub toe sub tona virus. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it works, but I sub tona I, virus. I, I do like the, I do like the the effort. You know, I I stand by. Okay, it. yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Someone laughed. I guarantee um, you, one person did. I hope so. I mean, I did. <laughs> the worst person to laugh. Um. <laughs> I did. The person who okay. said. Uh, you have to laugh to keep from killing yourself. So well, I don't know if that's what <laughs> laughter's for, but yeah. Well, no, well uh, as a, I'll, I'm getting to that. One second. On <laughs> uh, on the heights of despair was this book where he basically just got, came out and said, "Look, there's there's no point to even try, try to be happy." Jeez, <laughs> um, buddy. Like the, there's uh there's really like no real reason to like not kill yourself. Uh, is is kind of like his his ultimate point. Hold on, this gets a little redemptive towards the end of the episode, so just well, don't don't get too upset yet. All right. Um, and he actually like he, when he published this book where he j basically just talks about how uh what he's setting out is like basically a philosophy of failure. He's saying that we're we're like humanity is a failure. Um, like there's no guarantee that we will ever have happiness we there's no guarantee that happiness even exists um it's irresponsible if not completely like criminally negligent mm. to bring human beings into the world knowing that you cannot control whether or not they will suffer yeah yeah um you know what i mean and not only that but you're forcing these people right if you think about it when you give birth to someone you you're, you you know uh procreate the person who you're giving birth to uh, is forced to not only endure suffering during life, 
but also is forced to endure the knowledge that it's going to die later. Yeah. It's going to be completely, like, annihilated. Yes. Right? Um, which is probably the most traumatic... <laughs> the most traumatic fucking, um, like, thought or, or, or realization in the history of the universe, you know? Yeah. Like understanding that you're that you will die at some point is probably like it, it probably causes a lot of PTSD, you know. Um, and again, I'm not like fully endorsing this view, but he's he's making a lot of good points. <laughs> no, oh, I get <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> for know? sure, for sure. Like it's 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 important to consider this shit. So, uh, first of all, he wrote this book on the heights of despair, and he said <laughs> in like I think. <laughs> In the, on the heights of despair, I think in like the acknowledgments or something, he like acknowledges the book itself because it's what kept him from committing suicide. Oh my god! It's like working on the book was committing was like preventing him from that because he wanted to finish the book first. Um, huh. And then he released the book, and it was a huge success. <laughs> what a shithead! <laughs> yeah, and like people were like really into it because you know people were dark. Your life's time. gonna be great um, now. He's like, damn it, I'm a fraud. No, and it, but it wasn't. Not really. Here's what happened. Um, so when he released the book, his mom read it. <laughs> and his oh, mom no. was like, his mom told him they got into a fight where she was like, if I had known that you would be so unhappy, I would have aborted you. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And guess how he took this? I'm going to guess uh, he took it in a really good, healthy, uh, satisfying way. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Yeah, actually, you're right. Oh, <laughs> actually, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, he really damn. did. Yeah, that okay. sucks. He was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." <laughs> because because he realized so close. at that point that he he realized at that point that he was a mistake, that he was an accident, that he that, that he, there's no reason for him to be there. Okay. Yeah. And so going from there, he's like, "Well, if there's no point for me to be here, right? So there's no expectation of me. There's no goal I have to live up to. Like, I'm I'm if I'm an accident, if I'm a blip." then I don't, I, I, I don't really owe anybody anything. Um, and that kind of, like, let him see this, like, sort of glimmer of hope, glimmer of, like, a light at the end of the tunnel, which is, this is very paradoxical, where he's yeah. like, oh, well, I guess, like, life is, like, not so bad, because, like, you know, it's just kind of like a farce. It's a joke. So let's, let's have fun. Let's just fucking... What? Whatever. Yeah, you know? That, that you know was I mean? his... So, that's such a turnaround. So, so it wasn't like that exactly. That that was like sort of what kept him going. That made him. That made him stop trying to commit suicide. Weird. <laughs> yeah, he should have had that but conversation kind of like, with his mom like way before. Yeah, like if his mom was just like, "Hey, you know, um, if if I'd have known that you'd be such a fucking <laughs> such a brat, I would have killed." Hey, you. just so you know, like, like I wasn't trying to bring life into the world. I just really enjoyed uh, intercourse with your father. <laughs> I, I just think it's ra- I just think it's rad. Sorry, I mean you know. And he's like, "Hey, you know, you got to do you." And she just goes into <laughs> detail like, about nothing else to do. Goes into detail about how good his dad was at having sex, and he just wants to kill himself again. Yeah, <laughs> he really wants to kill himself. So he 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 still suffered from all these maladies. He was also like still overwhelmed by the pointlessness of life, you know. Sure. Um, and the overwhelming like suffering of it. But he kind of had this bit of a, a bit of like a resurgence or a bit of a like, um, you know, a pick me up where he was like, well, you know, fuck it. I'm here. Uh, let's let's do this. Let's let's party. 
see if we can get something out. Yeah, let's party. Let's see if we can get something out of this. Hmm. So what he did was he he became sort of a Nazi. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> God damn, man, that's not fun. So what's fun about being a Nazi? So, well, it, um, I'm not gonna say that it was fun, obviously, but um, I can see where there was a lot of fun to be had for certain other people. Um, and one of the things hmm. that what so. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about his, like, sort of... <laughs> he never became a Nazi. Because, first of all, he's Romanian. Um, and oh, yeah. he, like... He couldn't really, like, join the Nazi party. Because, first of all, I don't think the Germans, like... I, I think the Germans lied to a lot of their, like, early allies about, about their inclusion in, like, the white race or whatever. Because, like, their early allies were, like, Bulgaria, Hungary, and, Ro and Romania. They yeah. were just like, yeah, huh. tight. We'll just, like, hitch our wagon to this guy. Hmm. Um, but they're, like, they're like almost all slobs. And hmm. uh, Hitler, I don't know about, I don't know if you knew this about Hitler, but he, the second people he wanted to kill the most were slobs. Um, so really? I didn't I, know that. Anyway. Oh, he fucking, yeah. He was, huh. he, he was going to annihilate this, like every, everyone like east of Poland. He was going to like, yeah, annihilate. I mean, I know that. Yeah, I know, I know that he wasn't a big fan of the, the Ruskies. Well, do you know he um in one of his like uh like first war plans when he invaded uh uh R Russia he like had told his generals he's like we're planning for like thirty million civilian deaths Jeez. like we're this is what we need this is what we need to clear that space so like Germans can move in wow <laughs> he's like very actively planning eradication wow. okay well that's yeah. not good like yeah <laughs> no it's not <laughs> what is this guy's problem so. Hey, well, here's the thing. So, okay, so take he, a nap. Uh, no, yeah, he, and he wouldn't because he was on so much methamphetamine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, okay, long so this guy, a lot of long hours. Yeah, you like know? six years mm -hmm. worth of long hours. Um, yeah, but Jeez. so this guy, yeah, Emil Emil Sharon. So I want I want to like kind of clear his name here a little bit. All right. He like dabbled. He like dabbled in Nazism in like the 30s. So before who hasn't? The war. Well, that's the thing. So you'll find that there's like a lot of people who kind of like dabbled in like a little bit of like fascist theory uh, in the 30s, which is like inexcusable and is like fucking embarrassing for a lot of people. Um, like we, there are like American poets, like um, oh fuck, what's that guy's name? Ezra Pound. David Bowie. Ezra Pound was like David Bowie. <laughs> Well, he's, he's British, but whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> there was something. There was something kind of like uplifting about <laughs> about like fascism in a weird. Well, way. for a lot of like not to. Well, if it what you know what I mean. If it wasn't, then people wouldn't be all about it. For for some people, they fucking love it, dude. It's like a uh, it's like a it's it's a power thing, and it's like a daddy thing. What's well, yeah? It's ooh, a daddy thing. Me. It's a power My, thing. It's ooh, a, take care of me, like a, fascist daddy. And it's like a drug thing too, because it like it uplifted you. It made you feel better about yourself, you know. Um, which is well, yeah. Well, that's drug. how that's what's really fucking. You go. Well, that's how that's how Adolf Hitler uh, came to power. Of course, is that he was able to make the Germans feel uh, proud, you know? Yeah. After in, they in a, in a particularly humiliating. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they um, you know Germany got fucked kind of kind of bad after World War One. Not that it of course justifies uh, the Third Reich. 
But uh, yeah, he was able to to put uh, pride back in. I mean, fucking, there were German Americans who were into it before the war started. Yeah, you know? fucking uh, Lindbergh loved was, it. Was into it. <laughs> what a psycho um, that guy was. So, who Lindbergh? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I guess so. He, he was kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> but then his he was big, baby yeah, he was got big kidnapped racist. and murdered. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That's that definitely was also really a, weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of okay. a weird way to describe it. Yeah, pretty odd. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he was a piece of shit, but also poor guy. His ba- his baby got murdered, <laughs> and then yeah. he also flew the first pa- plane across the Atlantic. That's like one of those. Um, that's like you know, you remember Dan Mintz's joke. Dan Mintz has this joke, uh, about like um, what's his name? Uh, God damn it, who directed Rosemary's Baby? Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski, thank you. He's like uh, You're welcome. He's like Roman, yeah. He's like Roman Polanski lived quite a life. Um, he uh, directed Rosemary's Baby. Uh, he survived the Holocaust, and he was accused of raping a thirteen-year-old. Uh, yeah. I would be fine if I only lived through two of those things. It's <laughs> 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 very good, right? It's very yeah, good. that's a good one. Yeah. Because because he didn't want the the last one. Yeah, he didn't want the last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm understanding okay. the joke correctly. So, yes, I think you got it. I think you yeah. got it. Um, so, fucking Emil, good old Emil. Yes. Uh, his so here's his basic ties to to or his dabbling with Nazism. So he was just this punk. He was just this fucking bitter, you know, <laughs> fucking. It's a graveyard like, boy. He, he, He's a graveyard boy. He's a, he's an emo piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, he, he's got he's definitely probably I I would say he's he's the edge lord of philosophy. Like he definitely like usurps Nietzsche in in that respect. Oh wow! Like, like yeah, so, so hard. I and I had no idea. Like he, he, Nietzsche Nietzsche like seems tame. He seems like a fucking guidance counselor compared to this guy. Oh, you think God's dead? Well, I think I should have never been born. Yeah. I mean, a little. There's kind of a quote to 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 wrap this all up that's related to that. Yeah. <clears throat> but um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. But uh. Okay. So he has this one quote where he's basically saying, uh. Blah, 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 hold on. Uh. Yeah. So there's nothing to fear, but a- literally everything. <laughs> that's quote. Well, like yes and no. Yes and no, that's not his quote, but uh, he'd, he'd be more of the school of like, well, there's nothing to fear because, like, there's everything to fear, but then if we have to fear everything, like, what's the point? Like, who, care, who gives a shit? It's kind of like, it, it's almost like a weird, like, a reactionary zen sort of thing. It's like, if we're definitely going to die, we're definitely going to suffer, nothing matters, and we don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. So, like, why give a shit, you know? Like, you're worrying over nothing. Um, but... That's a little that's a little off off topic right now. What I want to mention is his quote about why he kind of supported he called himself a, a Hitlerist for what? <laughs> for like a year or two because he was just kind of swept up with this guy. This fucking guy Hitler was just like, "Hey, I'm I'm this guy. I'm going to do what I want. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I I'm just going to uh, you know, make these cool uniforms." And uh, we're, you know, I'm talking about a, th- uh, a thousand year Reich and revolutionizing, like, you know, the, 
in all of European society, blah, blah, blah. This guy hated being Romanian, so he's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, fuck other races. I'd rather be German anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. So uh, he has this quote where he says, uh, there is no present day politician that I see as more sympathetic and admirable than Hitler. Uh, <laughs> God, that is going to be my, my ringtone. You saying that sentence. <laughs> and it's going to go off when I'm in a public place and everyone's going to look at me and I'm going to be like, it's Ben, and just run away. So <laughs> you're going to play it to people and say, it's Ben, and some people are going to be like, who's Ben? Because they're going to hear that and they're just going to, they don't know what my voice sounds like. So I'm just some guy. They're just going to think they just heard me say that. And I'm like, no, it's my ringtone. They're like, that's worse somehow. <laughs> that's so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But so here's the thing. He um <laughs> he was deeply ashamed of this later on. Well, <laughs> um because he w- yeah, he he knew it was wrong. It was really fuck he was re- he was very young and he just got swept up in the whole thing. He thought like he thought shit was cool. It, it's basically like he was just this 13-year-old who was like I want to learn how to draw a swastika, like that kind of thing. How old uh, do you know offhand how old he was when he was uh, a Hitlerist? <laughs> A Hitlerist. Oh, so man. he definitely was. Uh, I'm not a nationalist. I'm not a Republican. I'm a Hitlerist. Well, he was born in 1911, and Hitler came to power in 33. So he was 12, 22, 22. 22. Sorry, 22. Yeah, he was 22. So yeah, so he's like college, yeah, college age. That, so you're just, you're still pretty dumb. Just, it's still pretty. It, you're still pretty dumb. He was also. He's also from Romania. He also is very emo. He doesn't give a shit. He's a fucking yeah. edgelord at this point. He's just fucking, he's just saying shit to kind of like rile people up. Uh, he doesn't know any better, blah, blah, blah. Not to like excuse him or anything, but he does um, uh, like much later in the 1970s, he like completely repudiates this. Unlike Heidegger, Heidegger never uh, like officially publicly said, sorry for being a Nazi. Yeah. Uh, this guy was like, that was a huge mistake. I'm really sorry about that. Like, that was fucking stupid. Um, he has another quote where, hold on, let me find it real quick. Yeah, it sounds, Uh, it sounds like that thing you hear about, about nowadays, uh, these, these young men online getting radicalized by these different, uh, far right groups or, 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 or whatever. Um, when you're that young, it's, it's easier to do because you, because you have so much, uh, think about how much energy it takes to be that hateful you know what i mean like once you hit a certain yeah. age you're just tired all the time so you're like i just do what you want i don't give a shit yeah the other thing too is that like he was he was living in like pretty pretty abject poverty um <laughs> and like didn't really have any fucking prospects wasn't uh he didn't he didn't have any hope really you know what i mean yeah like, it's actually kind of sad he, he was like he was like like life fucking sucks this sucks. I, I'm gonna die, and this is all, which makes this all pointless. Yeah. Like this is horrible. I hate this. Uh, I'm 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 up for anything. Basically, I'm down to party. <laughs> okay, um, which is why you kind of and then you know, obviously that's that's someone who is like perfectly ideal for getting swept up into a fascist. Yeah, movement. of course. Um, yeah. Uh, but in in like I said, the 70s. Uh, he uh he later denounced fascism. And he said that the worst folly, he said that it was the worst folly of my, of my youth. If I am cured of one sickness, it is surely that one. And he not only did that, but like, while he was like kind of dabbling with fascism, he wrote some other books where like that was that like, 
his thoughts on fascism like influenced them. He went back and re-edited those books to completely remove any sort of like you know reference or tie to fascism, um, hmm. and then re-release them uh, with like a forward being like, "My like, bad, I'm I'm re, yeah, I'm, my bad, I'm re-editing these, I'm fixing these basically to remove all the fascism." <laughs> um. So if he was a true nihilist, he wouldn't have done that, right? Yeah. He'd be like, it doesn't fucking matter. But he he has like a little bit. He has like kind of like a very small thread of like a principle, basically. Mm. Um. So. Uh, a complicated yeah. guy. Life is so complicated. This is a ve- Life is really complicated. Um. He later wrote a book called uh, "The Trouble with Being Born." Oh no. Um. <laughs> And uh, he has a a quote in that that says, is it possible that existence is our exile and nothingness our home? (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And this is where he gets really kind of more focused on the idea of um, how, like, the, the moral responsibility of people bringing other people into the world, uh, the mechanics of, like, what control you have over life. Um, what there is to do in life, like what the meaning of life is, and then what the nature of death is, right? Like we categorically don't know what happens after we die. Oh no, only I'll, adds to the. I do only adds to the terror. I do. I'll tell. <laughs> well, well, after we stop recording, I'll tell you what happens when you die. Well, I already know. I mean, you and I, yeah. we, you and I know as as, as, as baptized. Yeah, yeah, as baptized Catholics. We go. We ascend to um, heaven and we join the heavenly choir. Yeah, we yeah when when we <laughs> when we are dying of cancer, we yes. at the last minute, last minute yep. we confess all of our sins. Uh, yeah, baby, to a stranger, and then fucking boom, first yes. class ticket. <laughs> we get we get little yeah, little and then and then dude, I will on the way up. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna do that, and then as I'm dying, I'm gonna turn to everyone who's there and just flick them off as I die. See you in heaven, bitch. <laughs> That's my last words. <laughs> See you in heaven, bitch. Yeah, why not? We got a fun last words, I think. <laughs> See you in heaven, That's bitch. You'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Those are really good last words. That'd be really funny. You should you should try to like work that in. You should work that into your I, routine. <laughs> honestly, Mike. I mean, <laughs> you may as well make it interesting. Um, <laughs> you might or as just well, say which is, uh, brings up. No, you go. I was going to say that, or maybe my final words will be Ovaltine. You know? Oh, wait. No, is that the... Ah, no, I don't think that. I think that's... It's Bosco. It's Bosco. Son of a bitch. Bosco. Never mind. Never mind. I fucked up. I I know. I stepped on my own fucking joke. I deserve death now. A a joke that you stole, too. You should have stuck to your own material. Well, it was was more of a homage, a reference, than than an outright thievery. I guess, uh, folks, if you can, if you can detect the uh, <laughs> the reference, um, Seinfeld, <laughs> Seinfeld the reference, it? George, it's George's uh, pin, Bosco, but he says it to Which, Jay Peterman's mom, and then she says it, and then she's dying, as she's dying, yeah. Oh uh, no, she, yeah, she screams it as she's dying, yeah. Which so funny. First of all, I didn't. I that's that's a crazy episode because. First of all, I didn't know that like pin number. 
First of all, that's not a PIN number. Like, do people have like word passwords for ATM cards? No, it's 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 the thing where uh, it's touch tone. It's 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 the thing where it's a, uh, you know, well, yeah, A B but, C D E. But Bosco has has got to be at least five letters. It's five letters, pin, yeah. Pin so it doesn't four That's letters normally, but maybe it was different back then. I don't know. It's like the early nineties. Something something smells fishy. Um, I'll look into <laughs> it. But also, also, you know, uh, George Peter George Peterman was was uh, Jay Peterman. Uh, Jay Peterman was based off a real guy. Yeah, he's a real he's a real man who exists. They just like <laughs> the man who exists. Well, yeah. Well, then he he later on he's he's on he's on their like board of directors. That guy, whoever that actor is, he started doing commercials and shit for him. Oh really? That's kind of funny. Yeah, um, it was a funny show. Okay, Seinfeld. Well, only on NBC. So this fall only. Well, now it's ev- now it's everywhere. <laughs> um, Thursday at eight. But but uh, that's actually that that kind of ties into the next uh, little section, which is uh, yeah, it's fun to distract ourselves with uh, television, movies. It kicks ass. Know, entertainment. It kicks ass. Uh, there's a very distinct reason that it kicks ass, which this guy, um, you know, postulates. Uh, it's the... Basically, it's that um, <clears throat> we try to distract ourselves from the fact of death um, as much as we can. Yeah, it's, it's basically like denial of death. It's like our, yeah, the denial of de- of death is like it's like it's basically like our. I mean, other than, other than like feeding ourselves, making sure we got enough water and shelter, you know, like like baseline safety yeah um and then i love water and shelter bio- yeah water shelter and food i love pretty, being pretty i love tight. ben what's better than having a roof above your head and an ice <laughs> cold glass h2o right by your side the, the one friend who will never betray you water i i i it's a weird question to ask because I can think of like things that like are like feel better, maybe are better, but sure. I can't think of anything more essential than those things. Yeah, know? I mean that's that's literally. I mean you can go without eating for a while, but you need you need you need but get some water in your body. Well, you need. It's probably why you got bit you by that water, spider. You also do need food. You can't just drink water. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, I know you can last longer without food than without water, but you you still need both. Hmm. <laughs> Noted. Anyway, yeah, so put the, put that in your pocket. Um, but after those, like, primary concerns, basically, like, the main thing that he suggests is, like, keeping us going is uh, our, our psyches or our biologies just have, like, over... over eons have through evolution like kicked in this reflex where we do everything that we can to distract ourselves from our knowledge of death um which is weird because it's kind of like a it's like a it's like an app update to fix a bug uh the bug is our consciousness which to this to this day consciousness is like like you know our our subjective ability to feel things you know, yeah, uh, and un- understand what's happening. Um, it's still uh, the jury's still out on whether it's a feature or a bug. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> because consciousness in a lot of ways, or you know, like uh, you know, higher level intelligence and like reasoning, uh, has definitely helped our species through evolution. You know, kind of like 
you know, master every single fucking environment <laughs> on our planet. Um, you know, uh, exponentially increased our population, made us basically the the most successful apex predator on the entire planet. Wow, like for sure, for sure, we're in charge of this planet. Yeah, um, I hope so. For better or worse, probably for worse. <clears throat> yeah, like whether like we're in charge of it in the way that like you know <laughs> the the CEO's son is made the CEO and just fucking bankrupts the company. Dang. Uh, yeah, like we're in charge of it. Like we ha- we have the tools to like completely control every aspect of this planet. Um but we don't know how to use those tools and we're misapplying them constantly. Dang. Constantly. Yeah. So that's that's added to the um the like a priori hostility <laughs> of the universe <laughs> to begin with. So not only is the universe already hostile to our coming into existence by constantly trying to kill us, uh, but we're so incompetent, we're so incompetently powerful. (laughs) Wow. That we're we're making that worse. Yeah, huh. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, the universe is going to still be there, even if there's no life in it, you know? Yeah. Um, And we're, like, like trying to speed it up, it seems. Sometimes, Um, some of us. Obviously, that's... That's not what we're like intentionally trying to do as a species. Yeah. Uh it's because we're thinking like bugs. We're thinking like a fucking well, not really like bugs actually. We're thinking like very American bugs, very individualist bugs. Oh no. And fuck. we're just like we want ours, blah blah blah, fuck everyone else. Um <clears throat> But anyway, so he suggests that basically there's this whole We've been trying to do this for for eons. Is uh, is we're trying to distract ourselves with a ton of things to help us ignore <laughs> um the specter of death, right? As much as we can. Oh, I agree. I, I agree. No with matter. That. I mean, yeah, I th- I think that's kind of true. I mean, I don't know if that it's not again, it's not intentional. He he also suggests that it's a it's a it's a reflex that's developed through evolution because evolution is this like primordial thing that's like getting us to reproduce and getting us to keep going. Um, and so it evolved this thing, consciousness, to help us do that, uh, like exponentially, like made us really good at it. <laughs> but the problem is, the problem is that this consciousness also makes us aware of these like inherent, like paradoxical uh, catastrophes, <laughs> uh, or the, they present themselves as catastrophes to our you know, subjective lives, like, you know, death, pain, suffering, regret. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, meaninglessness, like all that Familiar shit. with all of them. Uh, yeah, th- that's, that's what you get from consciousness. I'll say this, though, uh, about what, what you're saying real quick, uh, is that uh, the thing that I have found is that most stuff, like you said, is just a distraction. Uh, I, like, I remember there was this Norm MacDonald th- uh, interview where he was saying that he went to a therapist uh, for his gambling. And the therapist was like, well, yeah, you, you gamble to like escape reality, to escape life. And his answer was like, well, yeah, isn't that why anyone does anything? Like you watch TV to do that. You watch, you, you watch movies and stuff. You also go to Kyrgyz.com folks. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you uh, are, are struggling with feelings of, uh, uh, of how, Life ultimately does not matter, that there is no meaning. 
in this uh, cold, indifferent universe. Folks, I got to tell you something. You're wrong. You know why? Because Kyrgyz.com is where you go for all your slipper needs. They have been a sponsor of our uh podcast for, for quite some time uh they're like a year now yeah about, about a year they make uh, uh wonderful slippers ben they're made by an all all, all women art collective fellas in kyrgyzstan fellas. so uh you're helping these these women achieve financial independence and you're also helping out uh us more importantly uh more importantly if you go to kyrgyz.com okay <laughs> <laughs> y R G holding up a finger. <laughs> K Y R G I E S dot com, folks. You can go ahead and get yourself some slippers, or perhaps you're short a birthday, a, a Christmas gift, or uh, uh, even worse, perhaps you forgot about uh, about Christmas entirely. Uh, if that's the case, the only way to redeem yourselves in the eyes of your loved ones and in the eyes of Jesus Christ himself is to go to Kyrgyz.com and get someone some slippers. Let me ask you a question, Ben. Do you love paying full price for stuff? Because I, I got to tell you, I don't. You know what? Life, life is short and meaningless. Fleeting. So I hate feeling paying full price well ben you already know this hopefully but if you go to kirgis.com and use our promo code at checkout you will get 15 percent off every single time that you feel the need to to buy some slippers or uh, use up to dis- to distract yourself from the abyss of looming death folks <laughs> uh c- do you literally see uh death in the eyes of your loved ones use our promo code <laughs> At checkout, I L K in all caps. You know, you know what I just realized. What? And I don't know why we didn't do this earlier. Why don't we just say that it stands for I learned Kyrgyz? <laughs> it, that never occurred to me. Not that never. It never even crossed my mind to do that. <laughs> it just, it just crossed my mind. It never it just did. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I, I guess we'll. Wow, Ben. Yeah. You went to. I learned. Kirby's. You went to Princeton, and you you proved it today. So it, I, I'm I'm glad it paid off finally. To, to sum up, <laughs> to sum up, friends, if you need some slippers, and let's be honest, I think I think you earned them this year. Kyrgyz.com, K-Y-R-G-I-E-S dot com. Promo code. Yeah. Promo code in all caps. I L K at the checkout to get 15% off. <laughs> I learned Kyrgyz. That's way, that's way better. Because it was it's supposed to be I learned nothing, but for whatever reason, the good people at Kyrgyz seem to have some sort of uh, uh, I mean, I, I, learning I know disability. Why. I, I, <laughs> well, no, because it was just a mistake. No, they, maybe there's something clinically wrong with them. <laughs> I mean, I, I, look, I, have, I was in special ed. I'm not above anybody. It's not your fault. It's just a problem with your brain. And I have the worst brain of anyone I've ever met. There's so much stuff wrong with it. There's no way you have the worst brain. There are a lot of people who have worse brains than you. Yeah, but between me and you, I mean, my, my brain problems kick the shit out of your brain problems. I mean, you're, you're, well, I don't know. I mean, 
<laughs> Time will tell. That's the thing. Well, no, I buy my um, neurotransmitters are all effed up from uh, that's what some leads to uh, so mine. the dreaded uh, uh, Tourette syndrome that I have. Well, yeah, but uh, I'm not going to get Listen, into Listen, there's no way in hell that you have a fucking worse brain than I do. There's no way. I'm not going to sit here and have you insult well, me to my depends. face. I'm insulting you by saying your brain is not as bad as mine. Yeah. Your brain is fine. It, ju it just causes you pain and inconvenience. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's worse. I mean, my, my brain has caused me a lot of pain and inconvenience, too. It just doesn't manifest as, like, you know, DSM-5 fucking diagnoses. It's just me, like, you know... It, it just kind of sucks. Just being like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah it just kind of sucks. Yeah. I just, like, make bad decisions sometimes. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe that is, maybe that is uh, uh, something. But the point is... What is the point? Uh, we're, both, we're, we're both horribly flawed. And, well, um, I didn't say that. I, I, don't think, I don't think I have any flaws. I just think that, uh, <laughs> you know... I just think that's. I mean, our 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 flaw is that we are that we're flawless. We are is, <laughs> we are without flaw, which is if you think about it, a problem in and of itself. Because how do we relate to the common it man? Is, These sick idiots with it's problems. A paradox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have problems. Problem. Well, fuck you then. Oh no, if, I'm if you, I'm. Oh no, I have emotions. Yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> Keep it moving. Wanna, Keep it moving. If you want to experience flawlessness, join our Patreon for $5 a month, and we'll teach you how to be flawless. Yeah, come on, please. <laughs> or just give us money. Okay. Just give us your money. You don't or have just, to listen. Just, just give, give us some money. Yeah, please. Um, cold hard cash. The coldest cash you've ever held in your fucking hand, dude. That's what I yeah. want. That, ca that cash had better be frozen. It better be so crisp yeah. that I can, I, 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 know, I, can, I can name the brand of freezer that it came out of yeah you know i should i'd be like that's maytag yeah i They're like oh that's g i want it yeah. cold and i want the edges razor sharp like i i like i i should be able to uh to fight off uh like a mugger with this oh you want my cash how about now you slice his throat <laughs> we gotta go yeah <laughs> we gotta go if you can do it you can, like <laughs> Slice someone's You do it so quickly. With a, with a dollar bill. Yeah, so quickly. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable how fast that you can move, it turns out. That's like a Batman villain level type of power. Yeah. Well, Bullseye from Marvel Comics cool. would have been able to do it. He has kind of powers. Like, we doesn't feel like powers, but you know what I mean. You probably don't know what I mean, actually. I, I actually, I'm sure well, I don't, but well, I, 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 but I'm gonna, I'm gonna wade, I'm gonna wade into the conversation anyway. I bet uh, Gambit could probably do that too, right? Um. Well, he could charge up a dollar for sure with kinetic energy and then throw it. But um, I, I to be honest with you, I don't know if him charging up objects affects it. Huh? Affects its rigidity? Yeah, I don't think it does. So what we would have to do is he would have to charge up a dollar that he turned into like a paper airplane and then just sort of <laughs> throw it like that. I like, so his power is like, he, he, he touches an object and he infuses it with like kinetic energy. An inanimate then, object. Uh, on top. Yeah. On top of that though, he, he decided, he decided it would be his thing <laughs> to, learn, to learn, like, like to learn card flinging. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty dumb. I mean, like, like, why, like, 
you know. It's like, why don't you just throw thing, throw anything at them? <laughs> well, he does that too. And he does just, that like, too. Well, no, yeah, it has to be an inanimate object. I mean, uh, well, I guess the thing about cars well, is, I, I meant, I meant like a computer mouse. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, I, I, I yeah. Ben, I'm sorry for doubting you. But uh, I think he just does that because it's like 52 card pickup type of like there's 52 cards, you know, so there's like a lot of ammo, I guess. Gambit, yeah, I guess. there was he, this thing in, in. He could also just carry around. He could also carry around a sack of pennies and have way more than 52. Okay. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, there was this thing like Gambit. It's so funny when you go back and read. I, I have that Marvel Unlimited app. OK. Uh, so you can go back and read. Uh -huh. It's amazing because I can go back and read all these comics from like the set, like Whoa. like seventies Spider Man is so tight. Fucking fucking Rockefeller over here. What can I say? I got, <laughs> what can I say, Ben? I had sixty bucks at the beginning of the year. So what uh, what happens is I can go back and read like old comics and like Gambit. It's it's so embarrassing to read because it's like just the most cliche. Like it's clearly somebody writing it who like like Chris Claremont. I have to imagine probably didn't spend that much time amongst the Cajun community. You know what I mean? So it's like, Oh yeah. You read it and you're like, there's no way they talk like this. Like, come on, man. There's no way. There's no way. I kind of want to like, what we should do is maybe like uh, interview um, Kevin Ravioli at some point and ask him. Just oh ask yeah. Him yeah. About Gambit and just be like, Hey, are, are people like that in, in Louisiana? I bet they are, like, dude. No. I fucking bet they are. That's what we'll say to him. That What's funny is that Gambit was definitely my favorite X-Man when I was a kid. I oh, thought, yeah, he rules. I thought he looked so cool. He has a French, yeah. like, like he, he has, has a Cajun accent where he sounds French, kind of. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if, it, do people still talk like that? Like, I feel like you'd have to be, like, incredibly isolated. Well, first to... of all, I think, I mean, I think, I think his accent was definitely, like, a bastardized, like, not, not, not super accurate That's one. That's what I'm saying. Because you could understand. Because you could understand what he's saying. Like, I think there are, I think there are definitely a ton of people in, like, you know, uh, what's it called? The Bayou or something. Yeah. Uh, like Cajuns who, like, have that accent. It's probably, like, the Scottish accent. It's indecipherable. Yeah, but I guess the reason that I'm, that, that I'm saying that is that, uh, you know, studies show that accents, regional accents as a, as a whole are sort of... Uh, like disappearing across the country. And, um, oh, well, yeah, that's definitely true. And I feel like the Cajun accent is like not a very common one anyway, you know, because we live in America. So it's like, I feel like yeah. people, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious if that accent is still a thing. I mean, I, I think it is a thing. It's probably dwindling. It's probably dying. Hmm. Well, let's bring it back. But, um, I mean, like I, I get your point, but why? Why? I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> interesting. I mean, like, how do you, how do you do that? Like, do you force do you force huh. people to speak in Cajun accent? I guess I guess I didn't think about that part. <laughs> it's, it'd be kind of hard to enforce. Yeah, at home they're just gonna be like, "Fuck that!" I'm just yeah, gonna talk you, normally. Like, why you, are we listening to this person? <laughs> Who is how this do you guy? Enact that? I just show up to town. All right, gang. Here's how it's gonna be from now on. Like, who are you? That's the thing. I, so I've I've done this before, where I like um, I've postulated what like a hypothetical of what I would do if I were like you know a fascist dictator and I could do whatever I wanted. Yes, you know, um, uh, this is called Ben's fascist corner. Well, yeah, back to your UN, your <laughs> mod, your model UN days when you were a fascist. Yeah, yeah. I think Ben's a recovering I, fascist. Somehow, 
I'm a recovering fascist. I'm I'm a I'm recovering fascist, Ben Cholock. <laughs> um, if I were if, if I were, oh, <laughs> uh, this is my friend Ben. He used to be a fascist, but he's one of us now. Uh, he's a he, he, he's a recovering fascist. Uh, it's like his friend Emil. Uh, 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 let me finish this thought. So I, if I somehow, and I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna pursue this, obviously. But if I somehow like stumbled onto like supreme leader of some country and I was like this unquestioned fucking dictator, yeah. uh, I would I would like pick a random population of people and I would force them to speak in like a weird accent. Sure. Like maybe Cajun, maybe like maybe Boston, maybe like well, the, I don't know. What's a what's a dwindling accent? Oh, the transatlantic. I'd make people speak the, in the transatlantic accent. Oh my like a uh, like cat like cat like Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, I, yeah. It'd be it, yeah. I'd be like if you and if you don't if you don't do that if you're caught like not speaking in that accent, you're you'll be shot. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> okay. Well, the, how do we get you in charge then? I mean, I I think that's reasonable. <laughs> I don't know. Based I, on I, just, I guess this is the start. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're so so far your foreign policy is 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 something that doesn't exist. But we are bringing back the transatlantic accent. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. I mean, this is domestic policy. Yeah. I'm so everyone just talks like, oh, I, 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 I don't even know what's going on. I, I, why am I forced to speak? It's like such this a accent? great accent. It's so great. Yeah, that wasn't a good interpretation. It, it, but it, um, was, it wasn't that bad. You're pretty good at accents right. for the most part. It, it, it turned into um, Terrence and Philip at the end, I think. <laughs> well, mo- most of your impressions do. Um, OK, so. Speaking of impressions, let's let's finish up with this. We got a little bit. We got a little bit. Do we really? This is um, such a long episode. I know this is kind of kind of a long one. We got carried away, but uh, yeah, we did. Uh, not too, not too much. Carried long. away is such a funny way to put it. <laughs> you get carried away. Uh, so basically, the point I just kind of want to you know uh, drive home is this guy was at this point. Uh, he was like really the first one to like unequivocally say uh life as we know it is not a uh is not an overall good it's not a it's not a <laughs> yeah that's benefit. that's kind of what i'm picking up for this fucking guy yeah that's this main thing <clears throat> um and like there's a lot of obviously there's a ton of arguments uh to that which is like well you know we what's funny is that like when i'm trying to come up with like objections to it it's kind of hard right now oh yeah of course <laughs> um because it's like like first of all there are like things that you like you we all experience we all at some point or another experience a, a measure of joy um a measure of purpose you know um we sort of uh when we're not too overwrought with our like you know weird like uh anti-death neuroticism we we can vibe into you know into the flow of life uh, you know, if we if we let it, um, and there are uh, there are people who can be happy. You know, there are people who I think you know end up being happy. Yeah. Uh, but those uh, are the people uh, take... who who leave my comedy shows. <laughs> they they leave and they go. I'm so happy now. Like I was so talented. <laughs> I'm so happy, <laughs> um, and I love Lisa well, so much. But so that's the thing is uh, he. Um, he he takes that as just like another bit of ammo for why for why life sucks, <laughs> which is that why why is it that only some people get to be happy and then everyone else lives in misery, 
you know, for the most part, like on, on a net, like a net total, you know, if, if you could like count your experiences as like individual discrete units, you know, I would, I would say most people, I would say maybe most people throughout history have experienced more like, you know, painful, negative units of experience than pleasurable ones. Sure. Um, like on the whole, which means that anybody who would claim to like be happy, right. Who like died happy, uh, is, is like in the 1%. They're like privileged. Interesting. You know? Um, yeah, that, that, that's interesting. And it's like, and it, it's just not fair. It just doesn't seem fair, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, nothing's fair. Look at this fucking election. Well, <laughs> you know? Well, so that's the thing. There's the other thing, like that maxim of like, uh, you know, life isn't fair, uh, which is true. I believe that that's true. Life is not fair. Um, but I think like uh, uh, Emil Chiron was the first guy to kind of take the next logical step to say like, well, yeah, since it's not fair, it sucks. Like, things should be fair. Life isn't fair, so life sucks. Uh, like, generally. Existence sucks. Existence is a, is a harm that you, that you perpetuate on people. And he's, like, specifically talking to, like, people who give birth. People who, like, decide to be parents. Yeah. You know? Because uh, he's saying, like, you know, when... It, he, he's like, I, I almost can't tell which one is worse. Uh, someone who, you know, uh, like knocks up some girl and then they give birth and like, you know, the kid was a mistake, you know, or if you intentionally like decide to have to start a family and have a kid. Because he has this kind of like weird thing where he's like, well, what's actually worse? Because if you have intention behind bringing someone into this world just so they can suffer and then die. That's like more like, you know, an intentional murder, like first or second degree murder, as opposed to accidentally giving birth to some kid and he's like a mistake. Like you didn't have intention behind it. So therefore, it's more like manslaughter. It was like an accident. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, here's here's the deal is that I do what this person is saying, uh, that there is a lot there, there. There is definitely a logic to it. Even if you think this is kind of ins like insanity, there There's is a logic kind of it. a logic yeah. to it. So I understand that. I guess my thing is at the end of the day, um, it's just a, it's, it's a childish way to go through life. It's a very uh, uh, selfish way to go through life. Uh, is to live your life like nothing matters because nothing matters because yeah, you didn't ask to be born, but neither did anyone else who was fucking, who was, uh, you surrounded yourself with that you're being a selfish shithead to. So why, why, why are you trying to, That's, you know, and then the, the so thing I, about, about, um, bringing someone into the world without their permission. Um, I, again, there is a certain sort of logic to that, but it's the logic of a, of, of, of a profound, Profoundly depressed man. This is someone who needed medication and needed uh, therapy. He needed a lot. He, he needed, needed lot. something because it's a it, you know the, the problems that that you have uh, are, are 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 not solvable. But so much stuff that that you go, oh, this devastating thing happened to me. Yeah, you look back on it and you go like, oh, fuck, that might have been the best thing that could have ever happened to me. You know what I mean? There, there's in the well, long run. So I think it's a um, 
it's it's a very um it's it's a selfish way to to think in in a, in a way maybe not 100% because i get it, i get it i understand what he's saying but also it's like fucking you know you got to grow up man or like sack up yeah come on like like come on yeah so yeah you had a piece of I, cake fuck you it's incredible i i, I sort of i sort of agree with you yes, and yes. i'm not like and i'm not i'm not saying score one for the dean man i don't think i don't think that it's selfish well oh. necessarily because it's not it's a little self I'll, I'll say it's self-indulgent um but how else how else are you expected to be if you're sure. just like living through a lot of pain I, and you're and, and you really if you really don't so what he's saying he's not he's not saying that everyone should like kill themselves and like you know stop giving birth and blah 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 he's not saying that He's not. He's not like uh, advocating you know, it. Suggest. He's not advocating it. He's not saying you should do this. He's saying consider these. Pos- consider this fact. That is a fact that people who are born have no say in the matter. It is a fact that people who are born and live through life they will experience some kind of pain. Uh, it is a fact that their parents cannot control. Uh, like a hundred percent whether their children will like experience some sort of uh 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 like catastrophic kind of you know pain or suffering that would make them think that their life is not worth living like yeah that that, that possibility always exists and then on top of that they will be at at Almost, if they don't commit suicide, right? Because that's the only like level of control that you have. Uh, they're they're like left to the whim of like you know, fate uh, on when they'll die. They will die at some point. They don't know when. Yeah. But they will, and at which point they'll be thrust into oblivion again. Sure. I guess. I guess my point uh, about the selfishness thing, uh, having that outlook, is not inherently selfish. I, I think I, I guess what I meant is if you actively like live your life that way, that can be a very selfish way to live is what I meant. Not like if you just sit there and go, holy shit, everything sucks. Like, yeah, that's not, you know, that's not the, that's not a selfish thought. That's ridiculous. But yeah, if you live, no, that, that's immature for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like if you if you just kind of go around and then like what the consequences of that are like, you're just this fucking like duster wearing fucking incel or something yeah like walking through graveyards or something. oh oh yo, oh like, you're you're deep because you think life sucks way to go fuck face i'm 36 i get it yeah go yeah. to hell um I, I mean i think it, yeah i guess it is a little selfish or no i'm gonna i'm gonna stay with self-indulgent because it's still like he's work he's working from his perspective which is just i don't know i don't know i don't know what exactly was the thing that like brought this guy to this to this point. Well, I believe we both agreed that it was the the, the lack of imagination of the the Romanian people. It's such a funny thing to say. <laughs> yeah. I think I've no was, imagination. If only you weren't If only you weren't Romanian. Yeah. Well, guess what, <laughs> a, buddy? Yeah. You have way too much imagination. So go to hell. Yeah. Um but he I don't know. I think I, I, I there is like something to be said about like this 
like life gets you sometimes, and sometimes it could just be so disillusioning, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and um, I think this guy expressed something important, you know? Um, something that we have to like kind of keep in mind. But also, it, we have to be on guard to not let it uh, like devour us the way it did him. Yeah. Because here's what, here's what happened to him. Can oh, I tell you what happened I'd to him? I'd love to know. Well, okay. He, so nothing really happened to him happened to him. Um, although, I don't know, maybe the way he died might have been the worst way he could have imagined. Uh, but it's also a way, the way a lot of people died. Um, so he, you mentioned whether he smashed or not. He had a, he had a paramour. He had a living girlfriend named Simone. Whoa. Um, and they, yeah, and they were planning on committing suicide. Um, <laughs> Simone. But, like, they would all, they, like, as a pair, they kept planning to commit suicide after, like, he finished a book. Um, but every time he fucking wrote a book <laughs> and published it, it was a success. See? Like, people just, like, loved Funny. it. And he's like, well, fuck. God damn it. Um, God, that's so, so funny. he had to, like, start writing another one. And so it kept postponing it. It's the uh, it's the produ it's the producers, except it's this guy's life. A little bit, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Springtime <laughs> for this guy. Yeah. So, guess how old this guy was when he died? Oh man, I'm gonna say he was in his fifties when he died. It was eighty four. Oh, <laughs> what an idiot! Oh, he was so he old. Was... He hated every second of it. He died. He he was born in 1911, and he died in 1995. Wow. <laughs> he died. Guess what he died of? Uh, can cancer, Alzheimer's. <laughs> the one of the worst ways to die. It's just, oh my god. <laughs> he died of Alzheimer's, and there's this <laughs> there's this anecdote. There's this story about. So he had fans. People were like, "I love your books. Like you you make a good point. Like blah blah blah." Yeah. Um, and he, so, uh, he's born in Romania. He moved to Paris after World War II. So he lived in Paris for the rest of his life. Uh, that's where he died. Um, and so he's walking down the streets of Paris, like fucking out of his mind. Yeah. The fuck out, out of his mind. And a fan of his was like, Hey, you're fucking Emile Sharon, right? And he goes, I used to be, I don't know who I am anymore. And then he just walked. On. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was like in the last year of his life, and then he died. And then his his like girlfriend, who was who he was supposed to commit suicide with, uh, like lived for three more years. How old? And then she how old was she? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look. Okay. Um. Wow. That is so ironic and hilarious. That rules pretty hard. There, uh, there's two more thing. Two really quick. Oh, things. right. Just little little factoids. Um. There is actually an anti-natalist movement. Uh, there's an actual there's an actual organization called it's just like it's just kind of like this uh, like group that's like advocates for people to just stop having kids just like stop procreating well, I thought you said they were an they were uh, anti-natalist anti-natalist uh, anti of course okay sure sure okay yeah sorry yeah. yeah good it's it's called it's called the voluntary human extinction movement oh my god and it's so they're they're bringing in they're bringing in like ideas from this guy, also from like um, like environmental philosophy, like you know how we're doing all this damage to the planet and like humanity is a cancer, and like the best thing we can do for you know the other living things on this planet is for humanity to eventually just kind of drift. What away. are they called? 
They're called the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. This is going to mean absolutely nothing to you, but that sounds like like the title of like a metalcore album that I would have loved when I was 16. <laughs> I would have absolutely... And you know what? I probably would still love it today. I'll probably listen to it and go, fuck yeah. You know what? This still rules. I was right. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's like Chop Suey from System of a Down. Still a banger. I, oh, I, lo- I love that song. Oh, they fucked. I mean, that, that band rules <laughs> so hard. It, they do, yeah. Um, okay, the second factoid, I just want to like get this out real quick, is um, <laughs> there's this other... There's this kind of like branch theory of um a philosophy that kind of comes off of this uh but it's it's name is it's called terror management theory which basically <laughs> says that <laughs> what on earth <laughs> it's called terror management theory which is like it's basically just the idea that like <laughs> they they kind of take their cue from this guy saying like yeah uh, our 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 consciousnesses are overgrown. Like they're they're too like you know sensitive and um like you know aware for its own good, right? So it doesn't serve the purpose that evolution you know made it for. Uh, so now our our like baseline goal or our like running goal is to manage uh the terror of death at any given point. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost like an ethical theory that's like the right thing to do is whatever whatever keeps you from from remembering that you're gonna die yeah huh <laughs> because it's like yeah it's like and they th- they they kind of say that like um civilization itself like human civilization itself and like things like things like sports and art and like you know concepts like love podcast family and all that Podcasts, escape rooms, nationality, escape rooms, <laughs> uh, axe throwing uh, bars, axe throwing bars, fucking porn, alcohol, Z- drugs, Xanax, all of that shit, Xanax, uh, um, all of that competitive shit, competitive eating, uh, uh, my bike, uh, Jake Flores's <laughs> bike, yeah, yeah, H- hobbies, careers, like what- whatever you want to call it, L- things that people devote themselves to. They're really only just there, like we invented those things to keep us from thinking about death, from occupying our day as long as possible. Uh, because he says that, like, he says that, like, ultimately, this is a, a futile exercise because there's always going to be at least one second of the day when you're alone and you have nothing to do and you have nothing else to think about. And then you remember Oh fuck! Sure, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, but the trade off for all that, though, if you think about it, the trade off for that is yes, we do. We're constantly trying to not think about death, but look at all the cool shit that we get out of it. You know, uh, uh, novels, music, all this stuff. I mean, we we get all this stuff uh, if you, if you believe this hypothesis, which I don't. I'm not certain. I buy, I buy a hundred percent that that's why we create art. Uh, but um, I think we still would get up some cool stuff. We, I mean, we obviously well, get that's some good stuff out of it. Here's what's, here's what's a little ingenious about the guy is he argues that the, uh, that the, the seed that makes you think that, that makes you think that art is cool and, like, it's fun and, like, it's totally worth our predicament is part of the design. <laughs> it's, like, tricking you. You're saying that, like, yeah, like we we're, we wouldn't have gotten you know the pyramids or you know 
the Mona Lisa or fucking well the pyra- well the know. pyramids were actually in direct response to death. Oh, that's actually that's a good point. That's a really yeah. good point. <laughs> um, Egypt, but like Egypt, e- that's a mystery, man. Egypt is ancient Egypt. Egypt oh, it's still bewildered. Kicks ass. It kicks so much ass. It's it's pretty cool for like an ancient civilization that like had uh, they they must have had no idea like how how they would be perceived like fucking eight thousand years in the oh, future. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They couldn't have come up with a cooler aesthetic. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, tight. there's, I mean, there's like falcon men walking around, and you know, like a, ge- yeah, geometric objects and fucking all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, queens, queens with really long beards. Yeah, I mean, what is that about? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why do they do that? Curses, curses. That, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. curse, curses. You know? cool cursing. They probably had some curse words too. <laughs> They probably cursed Man, they probably lot. had so much dirty hieroglyphics, and we have no idea what it says. Probably I have no idea. Says, I still haven't, still haven't broken that up. <laughs> yeah, what can you do? Anyway, yeah, so that's, um, that's antinatalism. I don't know what we're going to call this episode, but it's, it's anti-natalism, antinatalism it's... slash, slash uh, Emil Sharan, uh, the, the, the saddest philosophy boy of all I'll time. I'll say this. The reason why I was confused earlier is I thought... I thought when you were describing the antinatalism group, the, the voluntary extinction people before you said what, mm-hmm. before you said their name, I, I kind of forgot that natalism is, is bringing life into the world. So antinatalism yeah. means you don't want that. I thought this yeah. was a group of people who were anti antinatalism. And I was just thinking like, do we really need this? I feel like it, like it's, <laughs> it just happens already without any people even knowing that this philosophy exists. Yeah, you took a you took a step uh, before I had to. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're overthinking it. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's just anti natalist. Yeah. yeah, like think of the nativity. It comes from the same word. They're anti nativity, basically. You what? How could you be anti nativity? Well, it's a it's a wonderful thing. Hold hold on, because if you think about it, here's the thing. This is what makes it interesting because it's like. You know, every time a baby is born, we're like, oh, my God, congratulations. What a miracle. Blah, Not blah, me. Blah. I just roll my eyes it. and I go, whatever. <laughs> That's probably the more, like, appropriate response. Yeah. I mean, I'm s- yes and no, obviously. Like, you'd be, you'd be deemed a sociopath if, if that's how you Sorry, I'm a free thinker. But, but, like, logically, in a way, you're a little right. And, and okay, here's what I was going to say. We celebrate the birth of a newborn child, yes. right? Like, that's almost like, it's just across cultures, that's like a thing that you celebrate. Um, completely ignoring the inevitable fact that, that child is going to die. Sure. Just like we all are, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> if this, this guy was probably, like, anti-nativity, because he's like, look, you have no idea how this is going to end. Not only is he going to suffer through life, but he's, this guy... This poor fucking carpenter Jew yeah. is gonna die in the most horrific way possible. It's gonna be really painful. That was that was guys. my favorite action figure. Like really painful. My favorite action figure growing up was Carpenter Jew. Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be such a cool. That'd be funny if they just made like... with three points of articulation. Just like a really <laughs> shitty little action figure. Yeah, this is this is Mort Cohen. He is uh he is Carpenter Jew. 
Hell yeah. It's actually just it's actually just like it's like a Jewish looking guy on a cross. He's like he's like nailed to a cross, but he's like in a full suit and he's he's holding a briefcase. <laughs> oh man. Um Yeah. Anyway. Well the what do you think? Well, I was going to say, well, you actually had a theological question that I'll just look up because this episode is taking too long. Uh, but uh, yeah. I guess what I'll say <laughs> is that he, um, I, it's one of those things where you go like, I think you're taking this a little to an extreme, but also you're not wrong about everything, you know? I would also say that like, I would say that too at first. I'd be like, I think you're, you're, worrying too much like this is not that big a deal and he i think he would i think justifiably respond with like what do you mean this is the biggest also deal. i can't understand it's you you're thing. speaking english and i'm romanian real quick have you ever have you ever heard of a book called uh what is it called um the bible no it's by um uh, fuck i'm just gonna look it up real quick it's, it's an author named thomas Ligotti. do you know about this guy no, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't recognize the name. So this guy um, is mostly uh, a fiction writer. He writes uh, mostly short stories um, about uh, horror, sort of uh, in the vein of uh, of, of Poe and, and and Lovecraft and, and and stuff like that. But he did put out uh, okay. a, a book uh, called what was it called? The, it's called like the 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 case against the human race or something like that. Uh, and yeah. uh, the conspiracy against the human race. And it's a uh, it's it's a nonfiction book. It is um, basically about his own personal philosophies. Uh, he has a condition. I I don't I forget what it's called, but it's a condition that makes it very difficult to feel pleasure. So he's just like, Ugh. yeah. So it's kind of rough. Uh, but basically, a lot of the stuff that he wrote was uh, was like ripped off for uh, the first season of True Detective. So like all like like the no, stuff. Yeah, the stuff where you see like. Um, Russ Cole kind of monologuing about different uh, theories of life. A lot, uh, a lot of that was inspired by uh, by by this by this book. Uh, and I thought about I thought about reading it because I've always wanted to read it, but I don't think I'm in the right headspace to read it right now. So, sure. yeah. So I'm gonna have you read it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'll I'll yeah. do it. It's just. Just like like well, throwing throwing me. Yeah. The like I read like reviews of it, and people are like, "This is a great book," but like. Don't read it if you're depressed. And I'm like, well, what was it? Legati? Legati, yeah, Thomas Legati. The the conspiracy against the human race. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that is that. uh yeah. So yeah, so so check that out. Uh, friends, thank you for listening to our uh, our, our our little program. Uh, again, Kurgis.com. Uh, the uh, I L K. I love Kurgis in all caps to get fifteen percent off. Uh, if you have some time, my friends, go ahead and write a five-star review of our podcast. I think we're actually kind of getting it, uh, out on a regular basis again, which is, uh, yeah, kind of cool, we're, I guess. we're on um, our way. We have our Took Patreon. A <laughs> pa Patreon is $5 a month. It gets you at least four episodes, four extra episodes a, a month. Normally, uh, we record them on Saturday nights and we have a Zoom room set up. So if you want to watch us do it for some reason, if you ever if you ever have heard our voices and wondered what we looked like, prepare to be disappointed. Uh, as always, my friends, <laughs> keep on thinking hard. The truth sucks. Uh, the sea is a yep. sea is, is quite a bastard. 
then, unfortunately. Um, I'm I'm Gristleporn, G-R-I-S-E-L-E-P-R-N. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not worth following online. Uh, friends, as always, if you're not Catholic, you are going to hell. And here's... <laughs> oh, man. Here's Coheed and Cambria, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> Okay, I I know that one, and I like it. (laughs) This is going to kick so much ass. Oh, yeah. Faint white figures paint my sleep. Please don't tell my secrets. Child in keeping secrets 